0: This podcast is brought to you by Thamescon, bringing conventions to Oxford and London, including The Great Conjunction, the first ever dark crystal convention in the world. For more information, visit their website at www.thegreatconjunction.com. Another world, another time in the age of wonder. You are listening to.
1: Trial by Stone! Trial by Stone! Deya Teya, dera, Teya. Your vital
2: essence of the dark crystal.
1: Kida, Kida. Come, come, see for yourself.
2: Oru Goru.
1: How very uh, interesting. Deya Teya. I feel the song of Thra in my heart. Now go, you heroes of Thra!
0: Hello and welcome to Trial by Stone, the Dark Crystal Podcast. I'm your host, Phil. And um, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast. And on this episode, Sydney um, and I actually appeared on a YouTube channel um, uh, back on, I think on the 10th of October. So it's been a while. Um, and it was called, um, uh, John on a YouTube channel called John Webster film. Um, of course with John Webster as the host and, um, and, and on the episode, we just sort of chatted about all things dark crystal, um, which we all ha- had a great time. And of course, um, you know, with permission with John, um, he's allowed us to, uh, to, to release, um, uh, to give you the audio version, um, of our chat uh through the through trial by stone. Um so we we give thanks for John for um allowing us to do that uh while we're still sort of you know on, on a bit of a break um you know every now and then but I will say that, you know, I actually, you know, on a break, but I mean we have been doing quite a few shows anyways. So um actually I you know I hope that you really enjoyed um the episode from last week actually with jamie and james with um with legends of thra um so that's been a sort of a new show that sort of um, popped up that you know we, we hope that you enjoy that one and um and, and of course that will be um that is planned to be sort of a monthly show um that'll pretty much always be out it, it, like every wednesdays um at the end of each month um so no which is really cool so it's good to have a lot more dark crystal podcasting content for you guys um and girls and um so, which is really cool, um, and also, um, we're definitely planning to do a lot more shows um, moving forward. Um, so, of course, you know, with this episode, it's going to be about um, with John Webster's films uh, YouTube channel, the audio version of our chat. Um, but of course, next week we are going to bring back the Dark Crystal minute. So, um, so that'll be the Dark Crystal minute, um, minute twenty-four um, with Sydney and I. So. Um, that is something where we're planning, you know, we're going to try and bring it back and um, actually finish, you know, actually finish the series. Because I know um a while ago, I think um we, when it was just Jamie and I, and the last time that we did that show was back in, I think, mid-2019. Um, and then, of course, sort of Age Resistance sort of became a big priority to, to cover a lot of that um, show on the podcast. So, I know we sort of, you know, sort of disbanded the, um, the dark crystal minute, but it's always been on the back of my mind of, um, wanting to complete it. Um, so, so I mean, if you haven't, you know, if you haven't listened to, um, any of the dark crystal minute shows, um, probably the best place if you go to our website at darkcrystalpodcast.com and you can actually search for, I think under shows dark crystal minute. Um, and that's probably the best way to be able to, you know, have, you know, to, um, download or, you know, listen to all the shows, um, through the website or, um, or if you're on any podcast, um, app, you can just sort of scroll down through the back catalog of shows. But I think the website's probably going to be the best place. Um, if you wanted to, uh, listen to our first, um, uh, the intro episode, which was minute zero. (laughs) And then of course the, um, we got up to minute, uh, 23. So yeah, I really hope that you, um, enjoy, enjoy that, you know, with next week as well with the dark crystal minute, um, really going to bring that back. Um, and it's definitely been one of those shows. Yeah. Like I said, I just want to, you know, I really want to get, um, uh, actually, you know, wrap, wrap that show up, um, as sort of, as a, what I, um, intended a while ago. So, um, so that'd be really good. And, you know, I mean, we, you know, we got through, so up to a minute 24, so we still got, you know, a lot of minutes to cover with the Dark Crystal. So, no, which has been really cool. So, um, really hope that you enjoy that one coming up. And, of course, uh, the following week um, will actually be... So, the 8th of December will be the Dark Crystal Minute 24. um, And on the 15th, um, we're going to be doing an audio commentary um, with Age of Resistance Episode 2. So, we're going to continue doing those audio commentaries um it's always they're always a lot of fun that I, I always enjoy doing them you know when we did episode one um last year and 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 then with episode seven with harvey so um so that's been really cool really enjoy uh doing those audio commentaries and, so, and it's actually been kind of cool just to sort of um revisit Thra <laughs> with, with age resistance so um so they'll definitely be um, an episode two audio commentary coming your way. And then, um, and of course there'll be a break, um, for the following week. And then of course, um, we'll have Legends of Thra, um, episode two, um, with, um, I think the 29th of December. Um, and then after that, there might be a bit of a break in early January. Um, cause I mean, pretty much it's, it's pretty much holidays time for, for myself, um, where we are in Australia. Like we have the pretty much a two week break over the Christmas and New Year's. So, uh, we'll definitely be having a bit of a break, um, around that time, the late December or, you know, the pretty much early to mid January that, um, that there will be a, probably a bit of a break. Um, but, but sort of moving forward, you know, once, once we get back to it in January, then, Um, Yeah, you know, things will definitely pick up more. And I think, you know, as we will start sort of um, looking back at the film that started it all, the dark crystal, of course, with the, the 40th anniversary, Um, of course, with, you know, I mean, even though, yeah, the film came out in December, 1982, but I mean, we're going to celebrate a little, just a little bit early. So I think it'll be kind of fun sort of covering the film um, throughout next year and um well throughout 2022 i should say so um yeah so that'll be a lot of fun and um yeah there'll still be a lot of um dark crystal podcast you know content um that i really hope that you enjoy and uh keep listening and keep supporting and and also um you know before i you know sign off and go straight to our um audio chat um definitely let us know like what you'd like to CS cover on trial by stone or whether it's trial by stone or whether it's something in the dark crystal minute, there's like a something from that minute that you're just like, Oh, you know, I've noticed, never noticed something that, you know, that might be of interest. Um, or, um, or, or even, you know, uh, if you want us to do more audio commentaries, um, let us know. So if you just send us, send us an email at dark crystal podcast at gmail.com. Uh, that'll be the place to do it um so which is really cool so and 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 i i can definitely you know safely say I, I think you know we'll we definitely want to do an audio commentary for the for the original film as well so that's something that um you know we always have a lot of ideas but you know we'd love to hear your ideas too and your suggestions um on what we can do uh with the podcast in 2022 um and i guess one other thing you know we'll, we'll definitely be covering the the dark crystal adventure game uh once we um get our hands on the game um which should be you know pretty soon hopefully so we can um definitely uh delve into that a lot more and um you know do some very nice shows uh to um yeah just to, to talk about and, and play the game so we're very much looking forward to that um i think that's all the details i have i, I just realized i have sort of uh, talked for quite a while, actually. So, um, again, yeah, thanks everyone for listening to the podcast and, um, yeah, here's the, um, the audio interview, um, that Sydney and I did with John Webster on his YouTube channel, John Webster film. And if you actually want, wanted to watch the video portion or the actual video presentation, um, the link will be in the show notes. Uh, but otherwise here's the audio version of the show. Thanks
2: welcome everyone uh, we're back with finally with another episode of cinematic realms uh, i've been off for a while um but i uh, got a really special episode for you guys today uh i'm talking about a uh, surprise surprise the dark crystal like i haven't done a couple of other streams <laughs> about it already um i'm welcoming today some fantastic guests i've, I've got uh phil and sydney from uh from Trial by Stone, the Dark Crystal podcast. I'm honored to have you guys on here. Uh, (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so
0: much. Yeah, yeah, thanks for inviting us on.
2: Yeah, um, it's funny because the topic for today is the film, The Dark Crystal, but I'm going to start off by talking about the show, Age of Resistance, um, because that's what got me to Mm. listen to your guys' podcast Aww. Because, um, especially once, uh, back when it was sort of in the air about whether it would get canceled or whether it would get renewed, mm. and I just wanted more Age of Resistance content, and so I started listening to you guys. And then, of course, the cancellation happened, and yes. my, you stopped
3: my heart, listening, right?
2: My heart was shattered, <laughs> but yeah. then. I started to really like value even more being able to turn on your guys' podcast mm. and and just get dark crystal content and and yeah. you guys love it so much and mm. and I, I'll be honest, yeah, yeah when <laughs> I when I hear that opening montage of like sound clips from the movie and from the show I get this mm. big grin on my face because I'm like all right isn't it great
3: you know, yeah uh, <laughs> isn't yeah yeah. Great. Oh. I know. Yeah, I didn't
0: it, do it. it that's it, all, Phil. That, that, yeah, it is. Yeah, That was me for the intro. Yeah, I've always, um, yeah, because even when I started the podcast, um, and, yeah, back then it was just, like, clips from um, The Dark Crystal, and I always liked, you know, sort of that radio kind of vibe that you hear some other podcasts or in radio in general. So it was sort of, like, my attempt of trying to do that, incorporate, you know, the trial by stone sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, once Age of Resistance came out, then it's like, oh, that's sweet, you know, I can finally use some... Um, play around with some audio from the show so yeah yeah, which is really cool so yeah yeah,
3: i was i I was a listener of the podcast for a while before i came on as a co-host and i same exact thing when that like intro fill put together um would come on i was usually on my way to work or from work and i would just like get so hyped just like (laughs) like, yes so i feel you
2: <laughs> yeah uh, especially like the way it ends with augra dying. now go you heroes of Thorra uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> it, it's uh-huh. so great and and yeah. I feel like what's so great because uh, full disclosure and this is on topic mm-hmm. because we're talking about it um, I've always admired the original film but I don't think mm-hmm. I, like I don't think I had given my heart over to Dark Crystal until age of resistance. And so it's just, I feel like I've discovered this new family. And, uh-huh. and and you guys have really helped facilitate that just through listening to the podcast. And mm-hmm. then I found the Crystal Shard, the, the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, it's been great because otherwise I would have stumbled onto this, you know, discovered this really fantastic show. But then Benet had to read up on all the stuff just by my lonesome and oh. that would have sucked mm. and so i'm, I'm just o- overjoyed to uh to have uh, found you guys and everybody else mm. and and to now have you on again thank you
0: yeah
3: oh thank you yeah. i mean what a, I, I couldn't have asked for a better plug than that <laughs> i know yeah
0: same here, yeah phenomenal
3: <laughs> thank yeah, you so no. much I-
0: Yeah, thanks. Thanks, John. Yeah, I I mean, it's been really cool about, I mean, that's the thing with Age of Resistance, that it really opened up to, you know, more people getting into Dark Crystal for the first time. And I think, I mean, really just a big example of which was, I mean, of course, early this month, of course, being um, uh, Inktober, and day one just happens to be Crystal as a theme, and just seeing a lot of the Dark Crystal fan art um from yeah. everyone like that's just like yes you know it's what a still great pouring in
3: <laughs> it's yeah, still yeah, yeah. pouring in we're like almost 10 days into october now and we're yes. still like seeing an influx of those day one posts of all of these like mm. dark crystal artists and it's just it's so nice it's so nice i, know, yeah. <laughs> so nice. I yeah. love it and, I tell you. and- yeah Um, it's opened the door to seeing so many like new artists to follow that I haven't, I mean, they're not Mm. necessarily new, but they're new to me (laughs) that, that I'm like, Oh yeah, more fans, more fans. And um, we keep hearing that same story amongst a Mm. lot of them that John, you just expressed where people who were either like not as familiar with the movie, or they just like had seen the movie, but didn't have as much of a connection to it for one reason or another. But then that, fandom was reawakened in them thanks to Age of Mm -hmm. Resistance. There's so much Mm -hmm. of that. And like, Mm -hmm. I honestly, I love it because as... Somebody who's been a fan of the original movie since I was four years old and had like no one <laughs> else my age or even remotely anywhere near my age who <laughs> was like knew what I was talking about when I would say how much I love this movie. Like the best I got would be if I was like, I love The Dark Crystal, and somebody uh, in my class would be like, Oh, I'm not allowed to watch that. It's too scary. <laughs> and I'd be like, Oh, <laughs> ah. so now I'm seeing new babies being born who can join my cult and it's like yes finally validated <laughs> i'm not just the creepy kid who likes puppets yep. in the corner Jeez.
2: yeah i will say that is probably something that kept me at arm's length as, uh, as a kid that i remember being little and and seeing the movie and being terrified by the sketch he was mm.
3: absolutely it's terrified gateway horror mm. man <laughs> gateway yeah, horror probably, yeah. it does not get enough credit as a gateway horror movie everybody wants to say gremlins is the ultimate gateway horror movie to get kids like mm. interested in horror nah nah it's the dark crystal hundred percent like you look in the horror community there's been so much of an outpour of love for age of resistance in uh fandoms and and like posts and facebook groups that typically have nothing to do with dark crystal you know they're their horror movie groups that's mm. another circle that i tend to frequent i'm also a big horror movie buff but coincidence mm. i think not <laughs> absolutely not it's it is terrifying but i was into that because i was a, I was a weirdo so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even that spooky crap
2: <laughs> i want to take a moment real quick just to say hi to the folks in the chat because oh yes the the these are oh, pretty much yes. my my family um, because we all basically have a, uh, a, a Slack group together where we ah. all get together and uh, ah, cool. you know, yep. we basically hang out. Uh, I want to say hi to uh, Lady Leaf Underhill, who like I don't think has ever missed a single one of the, ah. these wow. streams. That is uh, awesome. Yeah. And uh, we have uh, Jolie, uh, Danny McKay, uh, Kate Bertensky, uh, mm-hmm. and thank you so much guys and of course my my brother uh be dragons mr stephen stark this is the guy who mm-hmm. i was pretty much a loner and too shy to talk to anybody uh like online and and he basically metaphorically grabbed me by the shirt and pulled me into his circle <laughs> so i thank you yeah. sir
3: oh he's um, your ethan yeah. <laughs> we have a guy yeah. like that named ethan <laughs> when he yeah. sees this he's gonna laugh <laughs> but yeah oh i love that yeah big props
2: and, to... and then blue lemons who is going to be joining me in a couple weeks when i do a discussion yeah. on uh the green night so um,
0: <gasps> oh yes yes i love that movie
3: oh. yeah. <laughs> um, i'm excited we're gonna talk later then Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm one of like two people I know in the whole world who like that movie so (laughs) I'm kind of excited to talk about it
2: yeah it's coming out on it's coming out on Tuesday on uh, 4k and I'm just like Jumping out of my mine. skin, I can't wait. It will um, be mine. Yeah. but any, anyway, <laughs> if I start down the road on that movie, the stream
3: will become about that film. Yeah, so I have to be the terrible. Green Crystal. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, no. yeah,
1: yeah no. but um, <laughs> The
3: Dark Knight. Wait, that's another movie, <laughs> but, yeah, that's a whole
1: other thing. <laughs> yeah, but
2: I, I, I just want to yeah. start off, because uh, as we were talking about, you guys uh, have been fans. Of, of the film going back such a, a long time. So I just want to ask you guys,
0: how did it start with you?
3: Bill, you go first. Um, all right, I'll,
0: I'll go first. It's all good. Um, so I, I I grew up probably in the VHS era um, of, of, of the Dark Crystal. Um, but I think actually my parents actually might've recorded off the TV. Um, so I don't think I actually owned like had a copy of of the film uh probably until dvd came out of course and you know buy so many different versions of blu-ray and 4k of course mm-hmm. um but i'm very certain it was yeah um yeah the parents recorded off the tv and um and so i had this copy of it that i just you know I, i'd always watch it um as a kid probably uh at least i don't know like a week every week or a couple of months it, it was something that it was always on my playthroughs of like yeah. Watching movies on VHS, you know, I mean, really my, you know, of course, my, you know, thinking about horror, like my trilogy childhood horror would be Dark Crystal, Return to Oz and Temple of Doom. Yes. Um, so, <laughs> so that were those Kanima. three films. him. Yeah, um, <laughs> and that was actually cool, actually, uh, watching it recently on 4K. So that was kind of cool, just, just. Looking, yeah, watching back on it, um, yeah. but yeah, like, but those three films, they were the ones that i watch a lot, and, and of course, Return of the Jedi, probably you know, the solar films, but Return of the Jedi oh. probably the most um, out of them. But <laughs> yes,
3: <Nice. laughs> yeah, Return up, now. The Jedi, oh,
0: yes, I know, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, so it was just through, through that VHS, um, and just just being so immersed with the world, author and um, I think for myself, I think I connected to to jen a lot because because you know being the only girl and um and i think i mean for me like I, I i used to live out um in a rural uh town or not town but rural suburbs strathuon um and that was you know lived on a 300 acre farm so it was my grandparents farm and they did lemons wow. and peaches and all that kind of stuff but you know that was only a por- small portion of the farm but everything else was all land so i think it was like able to sort of connect to thinking that where i lived was sort of like a piece of Thra in itself um so i think that's what really connected me to that and um and yeah so that's and then really wasn't until you know then years go by and it's like well it's just a one film franchise so you know, move on to other things and it wasn't really until film school and um i saw like a um went to this movie collectible store um and um you know i saw the poster the, for the poster for the um, dark crystal the mm-hmm. Amsel po- poster and i saw that and i'm just like wow haven't seen that in such a long time um and so i'm like i gotta buy this poster it's, so i bought it on the spot pretty much yeah
2: it's seriously yeah. one of the best posters ever made i mean
1: yeah
0: yeah definitely long- yeah yeah yeah, because I know it's I know gorgeous. Brian Froud. I think yeah, because I know Brian Froud. I think he did do a poster, but I know they went with Amsel. Um, yeah. But um, but yeah, no, the Amsel still holds up really well, and um, so yeah, bought the poster, and I'm like, you know, I need to revisit this film, and then, and then I think by that time was when um, you know, after watching the film, and then finding out more about you know, if there's any other Dark Crystal stuff that's sort of happening, and um, I think there might have been creation myths was starting to come out. Oh, yeah. Or the manga, the Legends of Dark Crystal. Um It might have been a couple of years later, but I think um they threw that and then sort of, yeah, from there on, then on and and then, yeah, you know, years later in 2014, I'm just like, I probably should do a podcast. You know, I've always <laughs> wanted to do a podcast. And I'm like, you know, I'm you know, thinking of all these different ideas. I'm like, actually, you know, what about Dark Crystal? And I looked and no one's done it, but, you know, people have done episodes about the Dark Crystal, talking about the film, but not a whole podcast dedicated to it <laughs> so I'm like you know what I'm actually going to have, have a go at this and um and and like I mean it was actually around the time that the website that darkcrystal.com that they were uh trying to ramp up like um the franchise a bit more and um they had that author quest contest wow. um which which um Joe won and um Jamie Lee so um and he was my first guest for the first episode so and and that was like a lot of fun I, and then I went yeah, back to
2: yeah. I, I, I did go back to listen yeah. <laughs> to that and like it's it's funny because um, you'd think with me being such a big Age of Resistance fan that mm. I would have eaten up those YA books immediately mm. but it's almost like I've got them on my shelf it's almost like I still need to keep like holding this off as something that I've still got listen,
3: John, John yeah. look at me in the eyes right now read them <laughs> do it okay do it right now when we're done you go (laughs) you pick up the book you read it and then you'll be like thank you my life is better now sydney thank you and then you text me and you'll be like you were right and i'll be like i know that's what's gonna happen so read them just saying
0: yeah no if you ever get a chance yeah no they've been really they're really good books just a different you know perspective on sort of the events of age of resistance through you know nair and kylan and yeah, so
2: I will say two notes. Uh, one, uh, Aaron's gonna make some enemies here and now because Uh-oh. she does not like the dark crystal because the puppets give her nightmares. Um,
3: wait, you don't like that? <laughs> yeah. and, and two,
2: pretty much <laughs> everybody uh, in the chat is giving me grief right now for the fact that I have. Sh- I shaved my beard the other day. They do not like oh. clean shaven John. They prefer John with a beard. So Oh.
3: See, this is the first uh, version yeah. of John that I've seen face to face. So I have, you know, nothing to really compare it to on a personal level, but
1: Yeah. I tend I'd, to I'd, prefer
3: when men have beards, but I'm um hmm. I'm kind of biased. I have a I have a scruffy Scotsman at my side and I like his beard. So yeah. I, yeah I i'm an to. i'm
0: yeah i'm i'm an off and on with the beard um but i mean i know my hair's a bit crazy just because well you know where i am you know all the restrictions we can't go to any barbers or any you know i <laughs> love cut, the wild outback done. look I know. on you yeah 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 it sounds like <laughs> i know uh so no that's it's all good <laughs>
3: i love that wild outback look for you though Phil. Mm-hmm. i think you work yeah,
0: it. yeah yeah the, the crazy You don't thing. look
3: crazy Jewish. at all you just look yeah. like i could trust <laughs> you with my like knife and you know, you keep me safe from giant bugs and stuff. So yeah,
0: I'm yeah. I'm
3: I'm in support of it. You know, te- yeah. Australia is a terrifying place.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it can be, yeah. <laughs> uh, <no. laughs>
3: anyway,
2: sorry for derailing. Oh, no, no, never, sorry. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah.
3: Queen of derailing, queen. <laughs> don't even. <laughs> um Yeah, was do, is it my turn now? I, I don't want to cut Phil off from from his epic um, Yeah, I, I, I think.
0: Yeah, no, I think that was pretty much it, yeah. So, yeah, it got, you know, with the podcast going, and, yeah, it all went, yeah, pretty good. And it was always one of those things where, you know, uh, it kept doing the podcast. And then Age of Resistance, one, once the announcement came out, like, that really changed a lot a for the deal. podcast. And, yeah, that was a, that was a very big deal. Um, it wasn't so, throwing yeah. you
2: guys <laughs> for such a loop, because it just, they just oh, announced did, yeah. it all of a sudden. And they yeah, no, no, like, we didn't, preview. we didn't,
0: yeah, like, you know, we, we didn't have any, you know, inside scoops or anything like that from from them um and we had so many people who've worked on dark crystal or worked on you know books like joe and um yeah, yeah did not got told anything so that really yeah it blew me away and and also i mean and also because um jamie you were know, uh involved with the podcast that you know mm-hmm. he, he was the one that told me told me about it he's just like wake up phil because it was all happening while i was asleep you no know, yeah. time zones and me being from the future um, you so, um <laughs> yeah 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 uh so yeah yeah so, that's so right you should have known
3: first i know i know, I know. <laughs> jeez why didn't they tell me because you were too busy <laughs> yeah. wrestling kangaroos i swear mm,
1: yeah um, yes yeah
3: obviously you're fending off the giant spiders friggin mm-hmm, mm-hmm. tremors over there yeah. oh, um yeah, yeah. <laughs> it actually <laughs> it did it was a massive surprise mm. when they announced it but also kind of not at the same time because for many years the Henson Company had been trying to get a Dark Crystal sequel film off the ground mm. and they had announced yes. it a bunch of times saying this is happening this is in production and then it kept just not happening. It kept getting like mm. cancelled like it would never just get off the ground yeah. to the point that there was actually a skit in Robot Chicken. There was a little segment in Robot Chicken that was actually kind of hilarious where um they do like the Dark Crystal rap and it's like Mm. <laughs> it's like a summary of the whole entire film but it's like a rap, and um with the little claymation like jen and kira it's it's hilarious highly recommend if you look up robot chicken dark crystal but the whole point of it like it opens up with the, the studio exec dolls talking about how man this dark crystal sequel failed again it's never gonna happen like why can't mm. we get it to work we just need to make it cooler for the kids how can we make the dark crystal cooler for the kids and then they make it like a yeah. whole rap video um but yeah it was like a running joke that it's like we're never gonna get this sequel all we're gonna have is this movie and then like expanded universe comics and stuff which of course like those of us who are diehard fans would clearly throw our money at any book they put out but like we wanted more puppets oh, they're awesome
0: yeah they
3: yeah. are they're phenomenal it, it,
0: but, well that's the thing about with power like that it was almost close to actually being uh filmed in sydney in, in australia and i think i remember i actually yeah. tried to like write a letter and you know Apply to you know possibly work in the film in some capacity, even if I had to you know fly over to Sydney to yeah. um, to, to do that. The place, so, not me, yes, no, no, the place, Sydney, yes, yes, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah,
0: uh, yeah, Sydney, Australia.
3: I was like, um, You didn't know that,
0: so, I know, yeah, yeah,
3: <laughs> I get that all the time, <laughs> I
0: know, yeah, um, yeah,
3: yeah, but yeah, it was what a time that was, that was wild, and then really they announced cool. it, and it, it did feel like it was right at a time when we had all collectively kind of given up. We were like Mm. accepted that it was never going to happen. Like we were just, we were kicked while we were down. It was the feeling like, Mm -hmm. it's just never going to happen guys. The way I think a lot of people are feeling about season two right now. (laughs) And
2: um, I was going to say it's it's a a a familiar
3: feeling. It's a whole different world from now. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but I do say like, I remember experiencing that the first time, like, we're never going to get any more Dark Crystal, and then suddenly Mm -hmm. it was like, yeah, you are, you're going to get a series, oh, Mm -hmm. Netflix, and we were just like, what, what, (laughs) what, so I'm like, okay, we've had this feeling before of hopelessness, and oh, it's over for us, we got to just be grateful for what we have, and like, we're not going to get any more, we felt that before, and look what happened, so I'm never going to give up hope that... Somebody mm-hmm. will pick up the torch and something will happen and it wasn't what we expected to happen We always thought it was gonna be right. a sequel film and we were all like mm-hmm. why aren't we getting a sequel film? And that's not what we got, but what we got was Maze Balls. So yeah. What could happen next maybe not what we expect, but that doesn't necessarily mean it won't be awesome
2: I remember mm-hmm. when the show got announced even though I was not like I certainly was not on the the level of you know loving the dark crystal like like you guys but i remember thinking because i had gone to see the film re-released in theaters when they did the 4k version and then i had i i know the first time i revisited it had been a few years before on blu-ray and so i remember when they made that announcement i was like i am so excited for an expand an expanded look at this universe to be able yeah. to really dive into the mythology of the story, because yeah. there's so much that they can do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, we're, we're we're talking about the here and now. I wanna I wanna hear the beginning for you, Sydney, and and how yeah, did it well, start? Uh,
3: okay, all right. Imagine this. I'm four years old. I'm all of three feet mm. tall. I was a very small child. I'm still a very small person, but I was a very small child and I used to wander the aisles of the VHS rental store. Um, It was like a nightly activity that my mom and I would go and take a walk um, down the street to go to the the video store. And um, the owner of the video store like knew me, like knew my name, he'd be excited when I would come in because even if we didn't rent anything that night, it was like part of my routine to like comb the aisles and admire all of the VHS covers. And my mom worked in the movie industry as a makeup artist at the time. And so she was like, before we had IMDb. Just saying, jealous. I mean, yeah, she's pretty cool. Um, (laughs) But she was like IMDb before IMDb was a thing my mom was like the human IMDb every time I was like, I wanted to know something about a movie. I'd be like, tell me about this one. And she'd be like, Oh, well that one has this. And he was also in this and you'd probably really like this movie if you like that one. And like, even from a really young age, that was just kind of the dynamic my mom and I had. And, um, one of the movies I loved renting all the time, uh, was labyrinth. That was, I don't even remember the first time I saw labyrinth because it was always on when I was an infant. Um, so I don't remember first being exposed to, um, the magic of David Bowie, uh, cause it was just always there. And one of these days that I was combing the aisles <laughs> of the video store, um, I was going to reach for labyrinth again. And next to it was the dark crystal and it was the VHS cover that had the lime green clamshell and like the, mm. um, the sort of cartoony style, um, cover yeah. And really, really vibrant colors. It's like hot magenta juxtaposed against the like neon lime green uh, plastic clamshell. And I, I was like, what is that? It has a big shiny purple rock on it. It's got a creepy bird guy. It's got these little elf fairy looking creatures. I want that. What is that? Like I judge the book by its cover, so to speak. Um, and... My mom was like, Oh, you know what? You would really like that one because, and she proceeded to IMDB me about how it's related to Labyrinth and the Muppets and Froggle Rock. And um, also, Return to Oz was another one that I loved as a kid as well, and um, mm-hmm. how it was similar to other movies that I loved. And she was like, You know, I just, I kind of never really thought about putting it on because it is kind of scary, but I should have known better because I, Baby Sydney, was already really into things that were too scary for. Um, a four-year-old at the time I she often found me wandering um, the horror movie aisle and you know looking at movies that I wasn't ready to rent yet but that I really wished one day I'll watch this movie that has the terrifying cover on it Um, and she was like I think my mom understood that I was gonna be a horror fan someday and that I was already a fantasy fan and that I love puppets and um, this was the perfect movie to sort of open that gate and test the waters of how, uh, how weird and how spooky I was willing to get. And I loved it right off the bat. It was one of those ones that after that first night renting it, I was hooked and we went back and rented it. It was in my regular ro- rotation um, watching that VHS. And I think part of the reason why we didn't own it for a long time as a VHS, because many of the ones that I owned I kind of destroyed by watching so often. Like I would play them over <laughs> and over and like rewind. And so like all of my childhood VHSs, which are still kept in a vault somewhere, you open them and they're just goop. They're just melted. They're just decimated oh, because I just watched wow. them over and over. And so my mom, up to a certain point, she was like, "We're just going to exclusively rent for a while because um, if you own it, you're gonna you're gonna kill it <laughs> in a month." <laughs> and mm. want to do that. Um, but yeah, so due to the nature of it being so kind of weird and creepy um, openly, I uh, didn't have a lot of other peers my age for a very long time um, who even A, knew what it was, or B, were interested because it was weird and creepy and puppets, what? And I, you know, and I couldn't understand that mentality because I was like, but it's so cool. Like the fact that there were zero humans and it was a, a world that was entirely just not like ours in any way everything was real but fantastical and just so immersive Mm -hmm. and like the fact that just and look at that mystic look at him he's magnificent like from the first moment when um when he's plucking the little harp and and that song when they're going in the valley of the mystics and that music that plays like I was so sucked in. I was just like, I want to live there. I want to chill with these old dudes. I want to listen to this music all day. I want to be like, oh, like they are.
2: <laughs> and can um, I can I say mm-hmm. that when I revisited this film for the first time since childhood, I think back yeah. when the original Blu Ray came out, yeah, like as soon as the Mystics started uh, singing, I was like you know how you haven't seen something since you were a tiny little kid and then all yeah. of a sudden you just have to get one little taste of it and everything clicks comes back
3: flooding back to you
2: yeah and that's how i felt and same thing when yeah. the first time the chamberlain comes on and you mm. hear
0: his, his mm.
3: Mm, i was like yeah. oh, the yes. chamberlain Thank you, yeah oh wow all my childhood traumas revisited <laughs> like yeah, yeah. um yeah, I walked a fine line between fascination and trauma, though. Like, if it freaked me out, I was kind of like, I think I like this. What? Mm. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, the good kind I of freaking know. out, yeah.
3: Yeah, and, and I think a huge part of that was, again, just because my mom was a makeup artist, and most of the uh, the makeup that she specialized in was special effects and or horror. So she did a lot of monster effects. She did a lot of blood and guts. And so a lot of the time, I would see her work, and she had to kind of find a way to Not necessarily desensitize me but to make it so that seeing these things was not necessarily traumatic because i understood what it was and what went into it and how this isn't real this is actually gum and this is um pancake syrup that we add a little color to and like so it became that kind of thing became fascinating to me i became fascinated in how the macabre and the creepy was accomplished and married with fantasy and elements that are beautiful so um, the process of watching the movie, like, you go through that initial, like, <sighs> when you first see the Skeksis, but then completely juxtaposed and turned on its head. Yeah. <sighs> when um, yeah. when you see Aaron Kira, Aaron, is,
2: Aaron is wanting to kill me right now. Just oh. <laughs> yeah.
3: Embrace it. Embrace the trauma. Just, you know, yeah. flip it around. Turn that frown upside down and love it. That's, that's what you got to do. So, uh, but then when we get to the swamp, I will never forget the way i felt in my heart when kira like took her hood off and revealed her beautiful freckles and her beautiful blonde Mm. bangs and her little braids and her eyes and just like the most gorgeous puppet to this day Mm. the most gorgeous puppet ever created and one of just the most wholesome sweet amazing she's my princess and i was definitely also you know just like every other 90s kid super into disney movies um, but she was my princess, and I wanted to be Kira from day one and uh, now I'm uh, thirty one years old and I have a cat named Kira and <laughs> um, <laughs> I just I still I strive to be Kira. I love her with all my heart because she's just the the fact that she had the the animal abilities and the you know that moment with her wings um, when you realize that oh she has wings what and um of, of course you don't have wings you're a boy of everyone oh my God, it I, was, I
2: was watching it this morning just the way she yeah. says it she's like oh, of course not of course <laughs> you don't you're
3: a boy duh <laughs> ew <laughs> so yeah um and you know the rest is really the same story that i think a lot of dark crystal fans of the original movie um shared which is i was just really into it for so long and holding on to the hope that we could get more someday or meet other people and then like through sort of that transition of age of the resistance age of resistance being on the horizon um all the groups and communities started forming and i found philip's podcast and (laughs) um i was not a co-host yet he had been doing it already since way before and i found him um when i had started reading the joe lee novels and like Uh, We had just gotten the announcement of Age of of Resistance happening, and I was like, I got to see what else is out there, and I think somebody in the crystal shard posted a link to the podcast, and I was like, a podcast? Other people talking about this? Like, uh, yes, Um, and I listened to it every day on my way home from work, and uh, whether it was just Phil by himself uh, talking, I was riveted. Mm. If it was... Phil and Jamie, Phil, Jamie, Ethan, if they had guests on, like the episode with Joe mm. Lee, I loved because, um, I went back and listened to that one because I was really getting into the books and I was like, other people are talking about this. Like, ah. Um, yeah, and, and really I got this position um, being Phil's co-host through being the enthusiastic mm. dork you see mm. here. Because anytime I was asked to share this story, I was like, oh, let me tell you, because I've been waiting 30 years to talk about this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> finally you know my enthusiasm I guess was was the missing piece that they needed in their family and I'm very grateful so it's opened a lot of great doors for me I'm, I'm just I'm super super grateful is the is the name of the game right now just to just to know these people that I've met like Philip like Jamie like like you and all the people who are commenting on our stuff like engaging with us and telling us how like how cool it is to have people talking about it. I'm like, yeah, isn't it great? It's the best. So I, I, I'm, I'm so happy. That's, that's it, man. That's my story. I could go on for a million years, but enthusiastic dork is my whole, that's my brand.
2: (laughs) I, I think like it's so important. Like when you feel so passionately about something you want to, to reach out and just tell other people and and, yeah. and find people who understand. Yeah. I think that was like, I remember I wrote just like a quick it, it wouldn't be right to call it an article because it was very short but it was sort of just a like a blurb mm-hmm. talking about my sort of discovery of Age of Resistance and how much I had fallen in love with uh, the dark crystal through it and yeah. and how great i had felt finding people who who shared that and i remember i i'm i posted that on you know in the crystal shard and it was just because i had things that i felt i needed to get out yeah. you know it, it, mm-hmm. it was just thoughts that were inside and you know and and that's what's so great also about the community that i've I've, I've found, you know, amongst the people who are in the chat and in uh, the my other stream I do, which is called Here Be Dragons, which was predominantly, you know, grew out of uh, my Game of Thrones fandom, and mm. it's just this joy of having people who share the thing that you love and yeah. and being able to just not even necessarily all the time go on about how much you love it, but just knowing that you're sharing that, that space yeah. with people who get it who get you.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cause it, it does build up over time. All of the like, <laughs> I want so much to freak <laughs> out about this thing and nobody cares. <laughs> like I was I was fortunate enough to have my my mom, you know, get it. She understood right off the bat what kind of a person she was dealing with here. <laughs> um so I was I was blessed in that regard, but in terms of, you know, having peers and having other people who are not related to you, it's it's validating and that's a normal human desire to have that that we all want to feel uh, a little bit defined, a little bit seen, <laughs> a little bit understood. And um, even though to extent we can, to an extent we can never fully experience that altogether, like we are all individuals, but that's a very human thing to want and to grasp onto any little bit of it we can get. And uh, to me, The Dark Crystal is just like the perfect way to find that because it's mostly all other weird kids. It's mostly all other mm. artistic kids who... Um, you know, would rather have been uh, hiding underneath the slide, drawing pictures of fantasy worlds, than throwing the frisbee around. And not to shame frisbee throwers, I'm just saying, you know, a lot of a lot of um, Dark Crystal fans were were awkward art kids, and which is why now you see um, so much of the Dark Crystal community, or people who are discovering Age of Resistance, are coming out with this amazing fan art. Um, mm. like fan fiction,
0: yeah, co- co- cosplay, or Cosplayers. You know, yeah, videos, and, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: I, yeah I'm
2: they're... in awe of it because, um, especially over on Tumblr, I see obscene amounts of art for the Dark Crystal more than anything else. Like, mm. you know, other things will have just like, you know, memes and you know, pictures from various yeah. things, but with the Dark Crystal, it's like you've got all this just amazing art yeah and um i'm not capable of, <laughs> of, of any of that but it's, mm-hmm. it's just so wonderful to see and and because um, I, I i think yeah. so much of the dark crystal is the design of the world so it makes yeah. it makes perfect sense
3: yeah uh, i did go on to become uh, an art teacher and a um I was I was a theater major in school and I was all about performing arts and visual arts at the same time and all I did was art. I have only a right side of my brain and no left side of my brain. Like don't ask me to solve a quadratic formula or or figure out anything logical because I don't have a drop of spock in me, but I am nothing but creative juices mm-hmm. and the Dark Crystal franchise is just gasoline for that kind of mentality i'm just like there's so much to be inspired by here um because i think part of it is because of how much we've been teased with this world we've what we've been given has been beautiful and we have all of this amazing imagery and this lore um eh, lore, (laughs) but we but we (laughs) haven't been given we haven't been shown all of it there's so much of it right. that we haven't seen and so that inspires all the artists mm. who are fans of it to like well I guess I got to make it myself what would this look like <laughs> yeah, I know,
0: yeah yeah there's still like a few you know missing pieces I guess like you know
3: yeah
0: that's sort of a us at times you know to have fun with that world
3: <laughs> yeah and or or become cosplayers and okay well I mm. guess they're not going to give me another season I might as well you know dress like I live there and act like mm. it for a little while like hey no shame like i get it <laughs> if i could dress yeah. like kira and go frolic in the forest for my life i would gladly do that um mm. <clears throat> very easily and it's funny phil that you say you grew up on a big ranch because um, mm. a good yeah. chunk of my childhood i grew up on a ranch also i'm currently staying there okay. right now uh, my grandparents live on a 40 acre ranch uh, up near mm. yosemite national park in the middle of the forest and i did a oh, lot cool. of the same sort of thing you were describing where like i would kind of escape off into the fantasy world and go run around the trees and pretend i was thra and mm-hmm. like so yeah some about some about lonely ranch kids also i think really like <laughs> dark crystal yeah so <laughs> for that that little niche group of lonely ranch artsy kids who are out there we're here for you <laughs> yeah That's, we're your people
2: <laughs> um Okay, so uh, now we've delved into the background of your guys' love for the movie. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and talk a bit about the film itself since that's what we're we here will. for. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's I, I don't even know where to start because it's because it starts off in a, and I don't necessarily want to go through it in any chronological way, but it does start <laughs> off in this you know very mythological, Way with yeah. the opening uh, narration, and it feels like a very old tale. And yeah. and I know that that was very much on purpose uh, yeah. the, to sort of ground it. And I I know in the the commentary uh, Brian Froud talks about this is such an alien type of world, so it's sort of grounded in the familiar, yeah. in the fact that this is a hero's journey that we recognize. Yeah. And
3: um, the fact that it's, it's a very simple plot it's, yeah. when you think about it. Yeah. It was, it's all about the world building. It's all about the setting, the creatures, the the world. And all of the other details of that are just kind of accessories to it. <laughs> we're here to mm. set foot in this other fantasy world and live there for a little bit. And I think as such, the, the actual story that we're being shown had to be pretty straightforward and like a like just a typical fable format because otherwise i think it would have been too much information i think for the our first exposure to thra and this world if it had been a super complex storyline that was like
1: mm.
3: i don't know a christopher nolan movie or something like it would have been <laughs> um, yeah it would have been like overload, like from a sensory perspective, like you really need to be given the chance to stop and absorb every tree that you're looking at in all of the shots and like, you know, be able to figure out which of those things are puppets, what's being, what's moving (laughs) to notice the things that look familiar or look completely alien. And like, why does the sky look like that? And like, who are these creatures? And there's so much going on as you're watching Mm. it that you're wondering about and asking questions and I think if they were to like pollute that with too much story (laughs) I just I think it'd be a mess personally so I love the fact that it's a very simple uh, fable Mm. it's it is folklore and you and so much of our culture comes from that type of storytelling across the world so much of our cultures come from that type of storytelling so it's very unifying in that way, I think. So mm. I love that about yeah. it.
0: And, and I think that was, like, the thing with the Dark Crystal is, I mean, yeah, it is, it is a very simple point A to point B kind of story. Mm-hmm. Jen getting the crystal. Kira mm-hmm. comes along, you know, save the day and whatnot. Um, but but I think, I mean, that's a, the thing, the amazing thing with Dark Crystal is, is, of course, you know, just how immersive the world is. Yeah. But also, um, I think... Um, Well, that's the thing. I think the the creation of the world was sort of, like, the main priority before the story. And I think that's very evident, like, you know, based on the amount of work that it did to, you know, bring all these characters to life, like, with the the Skeksis and the Mystics and, um, uh, yeah, and that, that, that always just seemed to be just, yeah, like, the priority, you know, when they were trying to make the film. And, of course, I mean, not only that, but this is, like, this was Jim Henson's, like, first feature film, like, outside of the Muppets
1: yeah
0: um so I know they took like a lot of risks like with this film you know yeah because I mean Jim I to me like you know I read his, you know that biography by um Brian J Jones uh, oh, which yeah. is a brilliant biography if you ever get a chance yeah. to check it out it's Wonderful. really great stuff mm-hmm. um but yeah he, he's like he, you like Jim was seemed to always want to be thinking forward of the ideas like yeah he's doing Muppets this time but he was thinking much further ahead of like you know future ideas or projects and Dark Crystal just happened to be one of them. So I think, um, yeah, when he got onto it, onto the Dark Crystal, you know, um, that yeah, you know, getting the crowds on and just really yeah, develop the world first before sort of nailing down the story. So um, yeah, yeah.
3: I feel like you don't see a lot of that too. It, it makes it very unique. No. Like even though the plot and the formula of the story is not particularly unique, what makes it unique is the fact, well, I mean, there's a million things that make it unique, but for the context of right now, what makes it unique is the the fact that it was story came secondary to just world <laughs> and mm. all of, you know, here is this universe that we're introducing you to and we're just showing you one little story that happens here, but there's millions of stories here because this is mm this huge expansive world, and we're just giving you a little taste of it and how massive it is. And I don't think there have been a lot of other films that have been formulated that way, where it was um, world building first, and then story kind of secondary. Um, And that doesn't mean the story isn't good. That's not to say that a simple story isn't wonderful, because again, I think if it were more complex than it was, it wouldn't have worked um, at all. Mm. And I don't think it would have had uh, the success that it yeah. did have, you know, in mm. the later years. And, and that fable yeah. quality of it is, it's essential, huh? but it is yeah. essential. I,
0: yeah. And, and I guess, you know, for those that wanted the complexity within the dark crystal, you know, story, you got world of the dark crystal, you know, which mm-hmm. was the tie in book that Brian Froud did. Yeah. And there's a lot, a lot of information, like yeah. even in that book, um, even thinking about like all the information that was out, like at 1982 or 83, um yeah. you know that this backstory that sort of brian Froud sort of you know wrote yeah. and all that kind of stuff was yeah, yeah pretty pretty cool yeah. <laughs> yeah
3: here's a simple story in a complex world and if you want yeah. more of that complexity here's all this supplementary material that you mm. can accompany watching the movie with if you want to <laughs> dive in a little deeper and get nuts here you go and like it's we don't really do that anymore and i mean we didn't really do it a lot to begin with but we especially don't do it anymore because now it's like one movie comes out it's successful cool let's make 47 more of them and remake (laughs) it three times like we're all about the oversaturation now it's the opposite of what the dark crystal has done and um Mm. you know it's there's something to be said about that the magic of kind of not oversaturating things.
2: <laughs> I mean, even yeah. even if you look at something like Lord of the Rings, especially mm. with the fellowship of the ring in particular, mm. it's it's not complicated. It's here's this no. evil thing, it needs yeah. to be destroyed. Yeah. Let's go walk and yeah. destroy it. The skeleton it. of the it's, plot is very mm.
3: straightforward.
2: Yeah, but it's the world that it exists in, and yeah, and the characters, and yeah. so sometimes I think that, you know, in today's world where we put we do put too much emphasis on complicated plots, because um, some of the best stories are very simple.
3: Yeah. And the the multiverse, and you know the oh you like this here's this here's this here's this let's give you a backstory for every oh, single one of these characters and, I, and like don't
2: even get me started. So on all those. to me,
3: I think of it like with with the Lord of the Rings and with Dark Crystal, it's sort of like you have your pathway that you can follow along to follow along the main storyline of what you've been given, the story of Jen, the story of Frodo. You can follow along that corridor, but with each new character that you're introduced, there's a doorway that you can open up and go explore these other rooms should you decide to. Here are the avenues that if you really want to look into it, you can get this book and learn about um, Aragorn, and, like, the who the Dúnedain are, and, like, you can open that book mm. up and find out, you know, how uh, are he and Arwen actually kind of related? Let's look at their lineage, and how is it, <laughs> who mm-hmm. <laughs> who were his parents, and da, da, da. like, you can go down that road, but it's not given to you up front, like, so so then you don't get a chance to get derailed. You're in charge of your own derailment (laughs) if you decide like wow i really liked following along that that hallway of the main plot now i want to go explore the other rooms do you have the means to go do that whereas now it's sort of like we're going to give you we're going to do a full open house open up every room and we're going to make a movie about every room and release them all within a span of three years and like you're going to have to watch all 47 of them like ah. ah, ah." It's very different vibe and I, I kind of miss I kind of miss the way of the fairy tale it's we need to get back to our roots a little bit and I sound like a grandpa I sound like a <laughs> get off my lawn back in my day <laughs> we walked eight miles in the snow and we liked it like <laughs> but I um you know there's something to be said about that that simple folk, folk tale that fable that um I, I miss it and Dark Crystal is always just a nice refreshing um journey back to that very Lord of the Ringsian vibe. <laughs> I miss it. I love it. Mm.
0: And, yeah, it's a very and, traditional fantasy vibe. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That exposure, that
2: first exposure to the world, is what sets us up to be able to enjoy something like Age, Age of Resistance. Yeah. Because um, you can't, you wouldn't, even though Age of Resistance chronologically comes before, you couldn't really just jump into that
3: without
2: yeah. first opening the world up with the original yeah. Dark Crystal.
3: Yeah. Well, also, I think the cool thing about Age of Resistance, I don't know why I can't say that today, Age of Resistance, is that um, I think there have been a lot of people who discovered it and who didn't even know there was an original movie. So it's not that you can't enjoy it at all if you haven't seen the movie. Mm -hmm. And it kind of ties back to what I was saying before about how here's this whole entire world and the movie is just one thing that happened in the world. Age of Resistance is another thing that happened in that world, and it in itself is its own story that you can dive into and become immersed in Mm. and should you choose to open that door off in the hallway and go see the the movie originally it's like oh okay that gives it more context that adds Mm. to the experience but if you didn't go in that room you could have still enjoyed your time in this room and I I love that I love that you don't need a prerequisite necessarily it's like it enhances it if you do should you decide hmm. to explore the whole house, it definitely makes the experience better. But if you don't, you're not going to like be excluded or alienated from the experience. You're still going to have a good time.
2: I, I, yeah, I'm trying to uh, avoid um, uh, irritating certain people in the, the chat by going down my... Yes, we need less interconnected
1: <laughs>
2: things. Have you because... gone on
3: that rant a lot before because...
2: Yeah, uh, it's, I, I, I'm kind of known for it. Um, maybe I have a lot of friends who are my enormous, brother, <laughs> who are enormous MCU fans who uh, don't see eye to eye with me. So <laughs> I'm gonna yeah.
3: withhold my opinion. I'm gonna say uh, I feel you. I respect you, and I respect everybody. Listen, those angry MCU fanboys in there, I hear you too. It's cool. You do you. No hate your way, but. Kind of get what you're saying. I kind of understand. I kind of agree. I'm kind of over it. (laughs) So um, that's another episode for another two hours easily. So, you know.
2: Yeah, but um,
3: (laughs) we're not gonna go down that road.
2: No, no, do my best. We're good on (laughs) this. Um you Know, I'm just gonna jump or, or around in this because uh, I, I have a bad tendency of wanting to go down a chronological road with d- discussions, yeah. But let's just uh, have open a door like, like, who do you guys, <laughs> like, character wise, who do you have the most fun with in, in this film?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, i will probably go with Jen. Um, he was just, yeah, again, I mean, I had quite mentioned earlier, but yeah, being character who I connected with because he was always on his own, you know, this whole world, you know, for him to explore. Um, but also, um, like I used to, I mean, growing up, I used to, um, struggle, like, you know, had, had autism with, you know, pervasive developmental disorder, but so I'd used to go see a speech therapist a lot. And, um, so like learning films or learning, you know, to talk, you know, through films at some point. Um, And Jen was just one of those characters because he spoke in a very simple English language. Um, I think that's sort of how I really connected to Jen um, from that perspective. Um, And yeah, I mean, that's just one of the most heartbreaking scenes. I mean, towards the end, you know, this is the part where, uh, so sort of giving him the exposition of, um, you know, where to get this crystal and, um, yeah, and all the things that happen, you know. It's, yeah, just very sad. We'll um, <laughs> meet again, in, this
3: li- we'll meet again yeah. in another life, but not again in this one. Not
0: again in this one. Yeah, 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 definitely. A lot yeah, of hard-hitting
3: so. sadness
2: very early in the yeah. movie. It's... Oh, yeah,
3: totally, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he yeah. fades away in glitter, and it's just like, mm. I, I, what a beautiful way to portray death.
2: I, and, I have to... Mm. I have to say, um, especially watching this movie in uh, 4K, I mm. was struck by the beauty of uh, just the whole like visual design. The colors are like there's this subtle brilliance to the colors that uh, mm. even in a scene that were the costumes and, and the set design are kind of toned down there's just these wonderful subtleties and the colors that really make it shine almost and and especially once you get into the crystal chamber like everything's bathed in the the purple light of the crystal and mm-hmm. i was watching it just like oh my god this is gorgeous
3: yeah yeah and i think it definitely uh inspired a lot of the, the interior design trends of people our age now mm. and they don't even realize it because like when you look at half of the, the Twitch streamers out there like they all have that, that purple like LED backlighting mm-hmm. <laughs> like the purple and, yes. pink and and like dude I love it I'm all about that I've been doing that my whole life and it's 100% because we want that crystal like we want the essence like and even people who think look at it oh yeah heck yeah like and yeah. when you think about it that purple color, is the, it's the darkening. And it's only that color because mm. it's messed up. It's corrupted. It's not supposed to yeah. be that color. And yet,
1: no.
3: we all cannot help but be compelled to stare at it like the Skeksis do mm. and be like, oh, give me your power. I just want to decorate my room all purple because look at you. So pretty. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> totally agree. Yeah, I i love it.
2: And I was so beautiful, but so so dark now now my mind is just going to um uh, to age of resistance and deet Mm -hmm. being corrupted by the darkening and yeah uh, at the end which by the way my my mention of deet Uh now gives me the opportunity to go ahead and bring this out which i very Ah, recently got i'm i'm waiting on i'm waiting on hup because
0: he's like yeah Yeah. they are they really are yeah no whatever they've really done a pretty darn fun good job with these um yeah. collectibles with age mm-hmm. of resistance yeah and Dark uh, yeah. yeah, so,
3: yeah. i'll be getting uh i have ordered um kira obviously uh, so nice. I will, yes um, yeah yeah i should have her when she's released which i think they said january they're gonna start shipping her out um yeah yeah wow, definitely
0: early next year yeah
3: cannot wait to have her <laughs> on my shelf like god there has been just a a criminal shortage of proper dark crystal merchandise like notoriously and mm. to to be able to have beautiful um, shelf pieces that that Weta has created like this is a little little expensive <laughs> It's pretty <laughs> expensive but mm.
2: okay. Yes, Sydney uh, Cassie is saying here that she still hasn't seen the series so I'd like you to mm. give her the exact same speech you were giving me about reading the book. <laughs>
3: Oh, yeah? Okay. All right. Cassie, right? Um, I put on my grandpa glasses here. And uh, Cassie. Okay. Here's the thing. Look at me in the eyes right now. Look at me. Here we go. Turn on Netflix. If you've canceled Netflix by now, I, I don't blame you. I get it. They've made a lot of questionable choices, but get Netflix back just For the sake of watching age of resistance turn it on we need more people to watch it anyway because if netflix sees Mm -hmm. those numbers and sees that people are still watching it who knows what could happen they need to see that it wasn't a failure and that it's still relevant and also you'll love it it's awesome so turn on netflix you go to dark crystal age of resistance you watch it and then 10 hours later you you know find me on Facebook or on Instagram or wherever and you message you Sydney I watched it you were right I love you you're my best friend now and I'll be like I know you're welcome that's what's gonna happen I just read your fo- you read your future for free you're welcome yeah so, and, uh, and then you can yeah. always
0: and you can always go through our back catalog of shows with um Trial by Stone <laughs> yeah yeah
3: oh thanks good I, w- I didn't even think to plug us absolutely go listen to us absolutely <laughs> then go listen to our show because after spending that ten hours watching Age of Resistance and this is not I'm not BSing you in the slightest because I I did this. I binged it 10 hours and it changed my life. It was amazing. And uh, my my fiance was not really a big Dark Crystal fan beforehand. And he got so sucked into Age of Resistance. Episode one, he was like, wow, I love this. Let's keep watching this. He had no intentions of watching all 10 hours with me. And then he did. And then he asked to watch the movie after. And I was like, I've done my job. Yeah doing the Lord's work, Lord Agra. So, uh, yeah, watch it, Cassie. All that to say, definitely watch it. This is me being firm, but loving and supportive. Watch it. <laughs> it's very crucial, very important. Yeah. So, so uh,
2: now I now I want to pose the, the question to you, Sydney. Who's your favorite character from the film? Oh,
3: it's Kira. 100% Kira. Um, yeah, I, I think that should be fairly obvious to anyone who's um, been listening to me ramble on. Uh, there's I have no doubt that there's an ongoing like drinking game of some sort for listeners of the podcast to take a shot every time sid mentions her cat named kira um (laughs) and that's it's not that i favor my cat named kira above my other cat named lilu after the fifth element they're both my children and i love them but um kira the minute i saw her little face and when she was a baby, and even my mom was like, she looks like a little Henson puppet. She doesn't look real. And I was like, she's Kira. I got my Kira. Because there's something about the character Kira and my cat Kira, the eyes, when they look at you and you're just like, oh, I must protect you with my life. It's the same sort of quality that Deet has in Age of Resistance, where the minute you you meet her and you look into mm-hmm. Deet's eyes, you're like, I can't let yeah. anything happen to you you precious little cinnamon roll i love you so much like, like uh, um but the fact that kira like she's got the uh the ability to communicate with all the animals that's always been something that you know super close to me i'm a massive i love animals more than people i have no shame about that um and the, her song my favorite moment in the entire movie um unquestionably without hesitation mm-hmm. is when they're on the boat and kira is mm-hmm. singing and jen's playing his furka that song brings me inner peace when i am freaking out at my most insane <laughs> like no, yeah is. yeah and i and just, I just
0: know, yeah and I just, love, like, um, fizz, I just love like um i just love like fizz gig, just like you know in that scene as well like just he just seems like a bit bored, you know, in that bow yeah. sort of thing.
3: But <laughs> um, is he spazzing yeah. out? Is he yelling? No, oh, he's yeah. chill. No, nice. No. He, yeah, the... he's
0: calm and collective. Yeah. Collective
3: yeah, because Kira's <laughs> voice is just there's something about that. I just her, um, and the the voice acting is spectacular. Mm. She just brings such an innocence, like she's innocent without sounding naive. It's an interesting line to walk. Like typically when a mm. character when they go the innocent route with a the character, there's also, like, a, an element of, like, naivety or, like, being kind of dumb and clueless. Kira's, like, she's an expert. She knows more about the world than Jen does, like, by far. Yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. she's got, taking him by the hand and guiding him, and he's the clueless one. He's the hero, and he's totally clueless. And Kira knows what's up, and she's like, oh, okay, wait, you don't even know what dream fasting is? Like this is kind of a thing that's crucial to our species, but okay, I guess I'll tell you I, what that
2: is. I, I, I will say, when I was watching it today, it was yeah. like, and I, and I apologize, uh, Phil, because I, I know your your favorite character is Jen, but it does kind of feel like when Kira shows up, it's like, okay, things are okay now. <laughs>
0: yeah, things will get better from here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, because I mean, if Jen was on his own you know, during that quest, I don't think he would have gotten that far. He'd have walked he might right off place, but probably yeah yeah yeah. uh and that's what i loved about like you know always having one another to sort of you know get through the journey um you know it's very you know it's like you know you got the mystics and skexies um and yeah Mm -hmm. i mean jen and kira um you know just the the pairing of sorts so yeah yeah yeah.
3: they bring out the best in each other he's the best Mm -hmm. version of himself when he finds her and Mm -hmm they're part of each other that ends up being the whole thing at the end when Mm. the erskak tells them she's a part of Mm. you as we're all part of each other so they're sort of this representation Mm. of just what a healthy relationship is supposed to be where we you recognize that you're you're part of each other and you bring out the best in one another Mm. and you complement each other and um even though yeah, Kira's kind of more awesome in every way, but mm. that doesn't mean yeah. if you but you know, <laughs> with it the movie needs to have Jen though. If Jen was not there, um mm. the the epicness of Kira would not be as thoroughly illustrated because she learns a lot from him what? also. She's inspired mm. by him and she's motivated by him and she knows that he's got to be the guy. Um and mm. I think she she respects the things that he knows, like when he teaches her about words this day, mm, you know, she—they yeah. have this nice balance of, you know, Kira knows a little bit more about their history, which I've always wondered about. By the way, side note: Why does Kira know so much about Gelfling history when she was raised by the Podlings, where the little, little potato guys were teaching her about like how? I—that's the backstory we need. We got to open that door now. Like, why does what? <laughs> why does Kira know so much? <laughs> um, yeah. But anyway. Yeah, which generally. which
2: which by the way, I have to say, like the the Podlings were a part of the original film that for mm. a while I I wasn't super enthusiastic about. <gasps> I'm sorry, I, I know, but
3: but well, but everybody loves potatoes. What's wrong with you?
2: <laughs> I know, but then <laughs> but then Age of Resistance came along and introduced me to this guy, mm-hmm. and ah, I was yes, like, yeah. oh my god, I love Podlings. <laughs> So yeah, wait, no, you mean the to best.
3: tell me that the the scene in the Podling Tavern in the original movie with that music, which I'm sorry, it slaps harder than anything ever, <laughs> and you weren't just like jamming and wanting to go party with the Tater people, like, excuse me? No, you that's I don't believe you. I think Are you're you? just you're just trying to be edgy. There's no way I don't believe you. <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> you, you could be right.
3: When you uh, watched it today, yeah. when you watched it today, the the most recent time you watched the movie, when it got to that scene, you didn't, like, mm. jam a little bit at the podcast. No, I, I was enjoying it today, okay. definitely. All right, that's yeah. all I needed. <laughs> we're fine, we're cool again, that's all I needed.
0: Yeah, it, it's really interesting about that scene, it's like, it's, it's probably, like, the most, sort of, in you know, that scene is, like, the most Muppet-y scene, mm. like, you know, of all the Dark Crystal, but everything else, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Well, they were originally going to be mm. Fraggles. When they were uh, creating the um, the Podlings, they were referring to them as Fraggles in early production, and then that he ended up using that for the the Fraggles. And <laughs> it's kind yes, of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. They're very similar. Um, yeah, and that's I, I would like have a loved to see and imagine. It,
0: yeah, it would have been so interesting though if yeah the Fraggles were Podlings. Podling Rock. <laughs> uh.
3: Yeah. That, that's a crossover that I. Mm. I there's no reason why that can't happen. I know. Except I, know. I guess yeah. it's established that the Fraggles live underneath the human world and mm,
0: there's no yes, humans yeah. in
3: thras. So never mind. Yeah, we'll take it try, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Scrap, scrap that yeah. idea.
3: Nope, as, no, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Doesn't
0: work as, <laughs> as well just, as I. Yeah, imagine it. Yeah, just yeah. Too
3: enthused. All right, I'm say I'm gonna
2: take this moment to pause. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna do a, a mid-roll, which basically just be me teasing what's coming up, and okay. and you guys can let folks know, you know, uh, where they can find you on various social media. Um, yeah. In next week, I'm going to be joined by uh, our good friend Lady Triple, aka Christina, who is going to be talking with me about. Uh, pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's <gasps> Chest. We're gonna be continuing our pirates uh, journey. Um, you guys don't know about this yet, but it's inevitable that you will mm-hmm. find out um, that uh, I have a crush that I'm not shy about sharing with uh, for Miss Kira Knightley. Um, so I very often cover Kira Knightley
1: films.
3: Just bold um, of you to <laughs> assume I don't know about the Knights of Kira already. Oh, wow, yeah. okay. <laughs>
1: Jeez!
3: <laughs> wow! I actually okay. research the people I collaborate with.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. Oh, <laughs> <I'm just kidding.
2: laughs> well, there you go. That's already out of the bag. Um, I right So, so Christine and I will be uh, covering uh, the Keira Knightley film *Pirates of the Caribbean: mm-hmm. Dead Man's Chest*, and uh, yeah, and then the week after that, I'll be uh, having uh, the Blue Lemons will be on talking about the green night with me. I wanted to have Mm -hmm. Micah join us, but unfortunately he's going to be working. So (gasps) working. Yeah. So uh, that's not going to happen, but, uh, but we're still going to have a really fun time. So, um, and just so you guys know, I am back every week now. I I know I was kind of alternating for a while, but uh, for the foreseeable future, you guys will have me back each Saturday. Um, So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so what do you guys have uh, coming up on the channel? On oh, no, not the channel, uh, the, uh, the podcast.
0: Yeah, well, I guess we could probably talk about this because it's already been yeah. announced. Um, yeah. Of course, this you know we've got this. Uh, we're collaborating with Tempscon, um, who are you know the people they uh, behind um, the Great Conjunction, um, and we're planning to do like a Halloween themed Dark Crystal online event called yep. Thrilloween.
3: Throne. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a big virtual uh marketplace for artists to come and trade and sell Mm. and show off their dark crystal fan art, as well as we're gonna have lots of special guests and um announcements and premiering, um, premiering little previews of uh our collaboration with River Horse for the Dark Crystal RPG, the adventure game. That is so awesome. Yeah, we collaborated with River Horse um, to create a little scene for the Dark Crystal adventure game, uh, which is just mind-blowing. Phil and I are just absolutely (laughs) off our rockers with excitement because it's like this is an official jim henson licensed product and our names are on it names are on it (laughs) excuse me i can die now um yeah so yeah we're gonna do a little a nice little preview of uh Mm. of that uh at thralloween with some some panels with special guests and yeah so if you want to get involved with that um we posted about it on our trial by stone social media as well as um you can follow the great con hyphen junction the great conjunction on facebook there Mm -hmm. though um that was for those of you who don't know it was a dark crystal convention that happened at the beginning of 2020 before the darkening Mm -hmm. (laughs) right yeah yeah (laughs) um yeah yeah, and uh, so that's coming up. You can follow us on on Facebook at Trial by Stone. You can go to darkcrystalpodcast.com dot uh, Yes, and yeah, See yeah, all our updates. Yeah.
2: Just so you guys know, Steven is an enormous D anD D fan <laughs> and player, and so and right now he's like because I was involved in uh, in a game with him and and lots of other of our friends. Mm. Work My got people. in the way. So I wasn't able to stick with it, but now he's plotting how he can use this information to suck me mm. back.
1: <laughs>
3: Very cool. Yeah, I'm a yeah. massive uh and fanatic myself. I love it. Um, and uh, that's part of why I'm just, I can't believe i like a Dark Crystal RPG. Like the fact yeah. that it's happening is, are, is already awesome enough, but like to be involved with it is just like, <gasps> all of my loves are combining (laughs) next thing you're going to tell me is that like Tim Burton's part of it. (laughs) (laughs) My head would explode.
0: (laughs) Nightmare before Christmas RPG. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: Uh,
0: But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. With the podcast. Yeah. If you just start that's Mm -hmm. sort of the main site, but yeah, social medias. Yeah. Um, if you just, yeah. If you just search "dark wrestle" podcast, you'll you'll yeah. tend to find us on,
3: on Instagram, well.
0: Facebook, and Twitter, and Instagram. Yeah, those are the three that we're on yeah. social media. Yeah, I have, so I have check them out. Yeah,
2: I have the uh, website address and the Twitter link mm-hmm. in the description, so nice. you guys can find that.
0: Yes. Um, yes. Definitely.
2: Yeah. Okay. So let's uh, jump back in. Um, I, if we're talking about favorite characters. Mm-hmm. I mean there's no way that I can't like just say the Chamberlain uh, mm-hmm. you know for, yeah. for the film like, and, it, and even more now that I've seen the show because yeah. like, Simon mm-hmm. Pegg's performance on Age of Resistance ah. was just mm-hmm. an, amazing but it adds so much even more to the, the film now because you yeah. watch Chamberlain and you know like the depths of his manipulations and and all that. And he's just so fun to watch. And especially like, you know, when he approaches uh Jen and Kieran, he's like, No, me friend. You know, it's like, no, don't listen. To <laughs> and <him." He's>...
3: friend. <laughs> please.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. Uh, please, make
1: peace. <laughs>
3: please make peace. Please make peace. Please. The frantic. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, he's definitely nightmare fuel for so many, so many mm. kids our age. Um, but he's also hilarious at the same time. Like he's, he's just an amazing character. So that's not. Mm. Um, yeah, he's a lot of people's favorites, and he's he's awesome. He's you you love to hate him, and he's a little bit disgusting, as all the Skeksis are. And that uh the scene when he gets banished and stripped and he's just like howling that's so disturbing immensely no, I'm, yeah. immensely, very traumatic that's the scene that i think most mm. kids are like yeah i was out at that point that was it for me yeah <laughs> um, it's like I, just... w- I, w-
2: I was thinking about the meme like you know you take a picture of like the gelfling or the mystics and they put that up and you know put underneath it your favorite movie and then the picture next to it is uh chamberlain getting all his robes ripped off and stuff and and then, mm-hmm. then underneath it says the scene when your parents walk in yeah. it's just so- yeah.
3: <laughs> what are you watching
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah you. um fortunately you know as i have mentioned before my mom was privy to all of that she was ready yeah. but there were definitely times when I, if i was watching my favorite movies and i had other relatives come over and be like uh your child is five why is she watching this and my mom would be like she's fine don't worry about it <laughs> she loves it i promise <laughs> like <laughs> so yeah that's definitely one of those scenes The the screeching it's yeah. just like it haunts you it kind of sticks in your brain for a while after the first couple times you've seen it and um simon pegg did such a good job of recreating it and you how did you I was just gonna say like I was gonna ask you since as your favorite character did you feel like Simon Pegg like brought the same energy to it like he did the character justice compared to the movie
2: yeah I, if this was a discussion a full-on discussion of Age of Resistance mm. I would be just going on and on and on about Simon yeah. Pegg <laughs> because um, you know and which not just Simon Pegg but also yeah. the you know on all the puppeteers and yeah. and, and everything because and voice yeah it's such mm-hmm. a r- remarkable job. One of the sort of most chilling parts for me of, of the series is in the very first episode, that that ending monologue that Chamberlain gives. Iconic. Uh, yeah, it's so and 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 because you you think you know how the series is going to end because yeah. of what has happened in the film. Yeah. So when you're listening to that. It's just so foreboding and yeah. and disturbing and yeah. and tragic. Yeah,
3: so, yeah. He's so yeah. evil, and he really yeah. illustrates mm-hmm. like how a lot of the time the best villains are not the ones who come out all "blah ha ha, I will destroy the world, I am bad guy." <laughs> um, <laughs> cough, Thanos. Uh, but a lot of the time, uh, what makes just a truly believable villain and terrifying villain is the ability to just get under your skin and manipulate and you kind of almost for a second think like well hold on he might be onto something or he's mm-hmm. he's a little bit charming he's a little bit amusing i i'm i want to keep watching him that's like they can really those are the ones who can do some damage and his entire character of, like, the sleazy politician who plants the seeds mm-hmm. of misinformation yeah. and of lies and gets everybody so distracted trying to kill each other that they don't pay attention to what he's doing, that's evil. And, and, the, yeah.
2: and the timing of that when the series came out, you know, mm-hmm. the the misinformation <laughs> and... You know, and and all that. It was just I was watching. Was like, oh my god, this is like so on point. And oh,
3: wait a minute, is this a fantasy though? Is it? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, and I think
2: I think they even mentioned that in the documentary, the Crystal Calls, where because it's in a fantasy setting, it allows them to really explore the stuff that, you know. Is crucial that people sort of think about Um yeah. And yeah it, it's That show is so timely mm-hmm. With, with yeah. all that It's yeah. incredible Right in
3: time for us to have our own darkening mm. Um yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's it's That's another reason Cassie If you're still out there watch the show Because it's you know very Relevant and probably you know Gave us a lot of like catharsis And like oh yes okay some people get it Um so yeah, it's it's great. It's just it's very important that more people watch it. And I know we're talking about the movie, mm. but the show is very very well timed. And um, St- but to Steven, cycle back, like
2: Stephen is such a huge uh, Mark Hamill fan, as many of us are. Um, yes. And uh, again, like I, I I'll veer this back over to the movie. I swear I will. But I but just his performance as the scientist, amazing. Like. Um, because I, I think that was the vocal performance that really took yeah. a character to a whole nother level.
3: Because mm-hmm. um, it was kind of a really different voice than what he had in the movie, but it you could yeah. still like, you could see what Mark Hamill did, eventually becoming mm. what we got in the movie. Like it, you could see yeah. over time that voice evolving into the one in the movie. So they're not identical, it's, in the way that yeah. the Chamberlain is. The Chamberlain is just, like, seamless. Like, yeah, Sean, yeah. Pretty consistent, uh, Simon yeah. Pegg did, like, he imitated so well, but, you know, a little bit more youthful, but just a little bit.
2: I um, love the scientist's line, yeah. I am incontrovertibly the most abused creature <laughs> in all of Thra. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and the funny thing is that uh back when they were making announcements about age of resistance before we knew a whole lot about it when they first mm. introduced uh, they first announced the cast list they just told us mm. who the cast was but they didn't tell us who was playing who they just I said him, yeah. here are the actors who are in it and we saw that mark hamill was oh. gonna be mm-hmm. a Skeksis. What's we that? have the, the Dark Crystal Conjunction <laughs> joining us oh, yes. in the yes. Woo! Jason. Welcome.
0: <laughs>
3: Th- thank you. Yay. Um, Welcome. Yeah, but what I was, was going to say was that uh, because we didn't know at first who was, mm-hmm. what voice was assigned to which character, the majority of the fan base assumed Mark Hamill was going to be the Chamberlain. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of, like, theorizing, oh, who's going to play who? A lot of people thought Helena Bonham Carter was going to be the voice of Agra for five seconds there. Um, uh, mm. There was just, and I remember being convinced. I was so sure that Mark Hamill was going to be the Chamberlain because I could just hear it in my head, him like, oh, okay, because that's, that's the voice we think of. Um, when we think of the Skeksis' voices, the one that sticks out in our head the most is the Chamberlain. Mm. And mm. Um, Mark Hamill's the most, like, renowned voice actor of that cast list i would Mm. say and so um it was a big surprise when it turned out that he was going to be the scientist and i remember myself at least going huh okay that's weird yeah that's interesting interesting. yeah (laughs) well i didn't see that coming and like i mean i'm sure it'll be good but like huh so uh but then yeah he he knocked it out of the park Mm. oh i think my camera just went out yeah forgive yeah, you, me hold yeah. on i'm gonna switch it <laughs> i'm gonna switch it don't worry about it you guys keep talking i'm not going anywhere but
2: yeah, yeah. no i mean but now I, I can't imagine it any other way because he's was such a fantastic uh, scientist and and simon pegg nailed uh the chamberlain and and uh, who's the uh the voice, Donna Kimball as Ogre. Oh, yeah, Donna Kimball as august. Think, yeah, she nailed talk, it,
0: yeah. Talk about,
2: like, that That's a... scene was, she was utterly fantastic.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And she's such a cool person, too, by the way. Mm. Donna Kimball, like, I'm going to tout my um, tout our cred a little bit. Like, well, we know her. <laughs> but, like, she's, Donna is just a she's a badass. Like, if you get a chance to talk to her, yeah, highly recommend.
2: Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah um yeah so veering uh, back over to the film uh, uh sydney you were talking earlier about kira's song and yeah uh, mm. and you know people will be wondering why it took me so long to come around to the music because i love to talk about the, the mm-hmm. original scores but uh-huh. uh the the music by trevor jones like and i love yeah. the i am a huge fan of the music of age of resistance but i, I think what the mm. film has it's such a there's a romanticism about the music that is mm. just so beautiful and especially like kira's theme when she comes on and yeah and, yeah and the last
0: theme is yeah yeah so good
2: yeah it's just absolutely gorgeous and there's this wonderful uh youtube channel um i'm trying to remember the name of it uh, where uh this guy basically takes you know Uh, clips from films and then sets it to like like, the main themes you know from various Mm. movies or songs and he's got this really beautiful one for the dark crystal and it just makes you appreciate like the the beauty of that main theme and because when that the opening universal logo Mm. comes on it's like it really hits you with it and and so when you get to age of
1: resistance
2: and they use that theme over the uh over the title it just brings
3: Mm -hmm. in the the,
2: the chills uh,
1: yes
0: i'll tell you yeah Yeah.
3: unbelievable yeah the music is is one of i mean i'm a massive film score nerd um Mm. big shocker i'm sure um typically my lord and savior is danny elfman but Mm. um trevor jones uh is right up there with them jerry goldsmith also um Mm -hmm. and what trevor has done i feel like it's very quintessentially 80s in on the one hand in his his instrumentation same sort of deal with labyrinth um where you can detect that this was an 80s fantasy movie and i'm not mad Mm. at that i love that um you know because of the the way that the synthesizers are used it's very like okay i could this is definitely 1982 but he brings in so many like medieval elements to the score as well, like very Renaissance-y, um, uh, particularly in the way he uses the strings. Um, and then when we, I, I mentioned before the the scene with the mystics, when we're in the Valley of the Mystics and he's playing the, the harp and um, that's just, it's gorgeous. There's something about that song. It's just, it's magical. It takes you, he walks that line between this is an 80s movie and this is a fantasy movie so well it's it's just 80s enough to be fun but not so much that you're like um unable to suspend your disbelief you're like you're you're definitely Mm. still not in reality here um that the music is still just fantastical enough to just completely sweep you away and um take you away and uh, kira's song is Mm. uh, I, I love that song so much. And I've, as a, I'm also a vocal coach in my, um, my day job. <laughs> and yeah. I I'm often... being made fun of here. <laughs> Why? Careful of your boy, John. He cares nothing about film scores. Oh, sorry. is that true?
2: No, no. It's the exact opposite.
3: <laughs> oh, okay. Sarcasm. I like it. <laughs> um. Yeah, I often use uh, Kira's song as sort of a part of my vocal mm-hmm. drills and my vocal warm-ups. And like, just uh, the other day, I was on a little hike in Yosemite and I was chilling on a rock in the middle of the creek and I was literally just singing that song out into the trees because it's just the first thing mm-hmm. that pops into my mind of like, I'm in the forest and I'm going to sing something mystical. Kira's song. First thing that pops into my head, just
1: mm-hmm. so, good.
2: <laughs> so good. Yeah, I uh, even before I watched uh the movie again today i was listening to the soundtrack yesterday and Mm -hmm. and as soon as Tira's song came on it instantly like stuck out because partly because there's like even on the soundtrack they've got some of the ambience of the the sounds you know um,
1: yeah,
2: you know the sort of nature sounds, you know, along with it. But it's just so beautiful, and and yeah, there is an '80s quality too. But it's also yeah. very traditionally orchestral, a, a lot of it, mm-hmm. which
1: yeah,
2: it, which for me, I I I just love. You'll <laughs> a lot of people in the chat are like, oh god, here he goes. <laughs> but like, I, I I very much love when film scores lean into the traditional orchestral mode just because yeah. it feels so epic and big. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, I, I've always loved the score, like, even even when I wasn't like firmly, like, in the camp of loving the movie, you mm-hmm. know, more of taking the stance of, I, I really admire the craft. Yeah. But the, the music was always like, I, I always had this soundtrack you know in my you know library and yeah it's gorgeous
3: if you can get it on vinyl and listen to it on a record player highly recommend (laughs) Mm. um highly recommend i also think plus orchestral is timeless yeah absolutely Mm. yeah and and um especially when you compare it to like i did mention like the score has enough of the instru- instrumentation to remind you that it's the 80s but not in comparison to like the labyrinth score for example like you listen to the score from the labyrinth and you're like that is the 80s 100 percent like the, mm-hmm. the um the synthesized bass of burner like it's very very 80s and um so it, it's just a really good testament to trevor jones's range that you have something that's very very clearly 1985 and then something that has a little bit of 1982 in it but is still this like orchestral fairy tale fantasy just explosion um with just a little flavor of 1982 in there just (laughs) nothing like it it's so good get it on vinyl look you in the eyes again get it on vinyl
1: (laughs) yeah
2: leaf is asking this so i have to bring it up i have no choice Uh Uh, i i did an interview uh last year with a fellow named uh doug adams not that doug adams Mm -hmm. but the uh doug adams who wrote the book the music of the lord of the rings films Uh um Mm -hmm. who works a lot with howard shore and that was just Mm -hmm. a one of the biggest pleasures of my life uh, because we talked for about three hours about just all the themes and and stuff. So, if anybody uh, you know watches this who hasn't seen that interview, please check it out because it was just one of the biggest treats of my life. But uh, but yeah, that's um, awesome.
0: That's sweet.
2: Yeah. Yeah, uh,
3: we'll have to check it out.
2: So, so yeah, mm-hmm. um, so jumping off. We of, got. But, I was
3: gonna say. Are yeah, Sorry, Sorry, no. Go, 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 go.
1: <laughs>
3: stop. No, you stop me. You go. This is your show, man. Go.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, no, because I, I was thinking we we
2: talked about uh, you know Chamberlain and and the Skeksis and by the way, like the Skeksis are like gruesome all throughout this. the The mm-hmm. scene where they're eating, you know, in, mm-hmm. in the dining hall
0: is oh, like yes, the banquet. Yes.
2: Oh god.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah.
2: spaghetti. Yeah, they they leaned into yeah. that with the T V show too. They didn't yeah. veer away from that. But um...
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love that that was like Jim's one of Jim's favorite scenes to film um in the Dark Crystal that banquet scene. Just being able to just, yeah. just being able to have just a lot of fun with that scene and
3: Yeah. Yeah. The wind up toys. And why not always the the crawlies,
0: yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think,
3: was it Louise Gold who was telling us? I think it was Louise Gold who was telling Mm. us about um, how they just, like, left the food out after, like, the first day of shooting. And so when they came back to continue, it was all, like, so smelly and, like, actually rotting. And so to a certain point, filming that scene was actually as disgusting as it looked because it was, like... Rotten, stinky old spaghetti <laughs> uh-huh. and yeah. like moldy water, like ah. So, yeah, when I got okay. that context, yeah. I was like, okay, all right, that's um, mm. <laughs> I don't <laughs> when, have to suspend I, my disbelief. When I watch that scene and I see <laughs>
2: that pasta just hanging out, know, I'm yeah. like, no, just put it in your mouth, yeah,
3: just <laughs> get it <over> yeah, you. <laughs> palms are sweaty, mom's spaghetti, no, I'm
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but
3: yeah, uh, no, iconic. One is, a
2: character that we haven't talked much about, except I mentioned, you know, the the voice on Age mm-hmm. of Resistance, but uh, but algra is just <laughs> such it, it's so amazing because she's kind of operating as an almost an almost Gandalf like mm-hmm. figure, probably mm-hmm. yeah. more so in Age of Resistance, but but even in in this, but she's so atypical of what you would expect and there's and it's so brilliant the way that's executed
3: yeah Mm. so i mean because she is a little bit gandalf but she's also kind of a little bit radagast (laughs) a little bit a little bit sloppy a little bit like uh Mm. like jen's reaction of like "Mm." Is this person actually who I came all this way to see, or are well, they a little is, bit cuckoo? Yeah.
1: And <laughs> as, especially in
2: the in the novelization, in like in that scene where you meet her, you're actually kind of unsure about. You know, she almost seems like yeah, is she trustworthy? Is she?
3: yeah not
2: and
0: yeah what side she's on yeah well,
2: she's
3: a little yeah. scary too that mm. when you first meet her and phil and i talked a little bit about this uh, well a lot about this for <laughs> recently because uh, one <laughs> of the segments that we do on our podcast is the dark crystal minute where you literally examine uh the film minute by minute and we take one minute mm. of the movie and we just like nerd out about that one minute and like deconstruct it and the most recent episode that we talked about is the moment that we meet agra and so um that in that moment that we meet agra she is like if you've never seen the movie before the first time you see it she's one of the like more scary puppets because she's oh, like yeah. she's loud mm. she's aggressive she's like she's boisterous and she's got the funky eye she's fugly she's got like the whole like Ugh. um she's got that big like waddly butt like it, <laughs> it's great she's such a great puppet but like for mm. a child that's one of the one of the sort of more nightmare fuel moments potentially depending on what kind of kid you were and the way she's like so aggressive and boisterous in her bo-cha, bo-cha. <laughs> who are
1: you <laughs> that
3: Smell that think i'm going to eat you <laughs> like it's very <laughs> um ah, like yes maybe you are gonna eat me like and she's got devil horns like well I, they're not devil horns they're more like tiefling horns uh d my yeah. d mm. friends out there um a little demonic um and man the the like mustache vibes i mean Mm. she owns it though like to a certain extent and frank oz really um was in love with this puppet and he talks Mm. about in like the behind the scenes featurettes and stuff about like what a gorgeous beautiful puppet she is and to a child watching that featurette, you're like what are you talking about she's hideous (laughs) but as you grow up and you become like you know nerdy about puppets and you recognize like oh she is gorgeous because like you can see how difficult it must have been to craft that face (laughs) like she is Mm. so detailed every little crevasse of her face and the eyeball and the horns and the hair the fact that somebody had to punch in every one of those hairs specifically where they are um it must she's just one of the most artistically complex puppets and yeah she's beautiful she's beautiful yeah i uh i
2: was going on about how i was scared by the dyslexia as a kid like i I didn't even go on about the the terror i'm sure i probably felt about audrey yeah because it's like we expect the villains to be you know ugly but it's like when wait this is supposed to be one of our
3: this is like the One Jesus of the figure gods. of the story.
1: Yeah.
3: And yeah. this is our Aslan. And she's horrifying. And she pulled her literal eyeball out of her skull. <laughs> like, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> I think that was the moment I became a little goth. Like, that was what started it all. It's <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> I like this eyeball demon lady. She scares me. And I kind of want to yeah. believe everything she tells me. <laughs> so, uh,. Yeah, uh, Agra is iconic. She's she's a legend yeah. in her own right. She's a she's a deity, she's a literal goddess. She's hashtag goals. What else? <laughs>
2: um, yeah, you know, like, and I mean, there's no helping it with a lot of these characters and it's just impossible to not talk about them across both the film and the series.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: but just, you know, in episode five of Age of Resistance when, mm-hmm. you know, she's, you know, dancing around and, and you know, and getting in tune with Thraw and, and bringing all mm. of our heroes yeah. t- together—it's just—it's
3: cool to see that. It's side so of her. good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And when we meet her in the movie, she's crotchety. She's she's seen it all. She's jaded. She's bitter. She's a little cuckoo, cuckoo, a little more than more than she was in Age of Resistance, because she's traumatized. Really, this is PTSD, Agra. version of her we see in the movie and she's questioning like is this actually a gelfling can't be gelfling gartham killed them all and she's Mm. like traumatized by the fact that she witnessed a literal genocide and Mm. um tried to stop it and we get more context for that in age of resistance we see her a little bit uh grappling with the guilt and facing the guilt of oh i contributed to this because i trusted these guys and i left the world to go and explore the stars. And I thought I was helping, but look at all this chaos that happened while I was gone. And so that whole event, the fact that we see her fight so hard in age of resistance to help the Gelfling Mm. and ultimately not really succeed, (laughs) um, at least as we know it in the film, she has essentially failed her mission.
2: It's what's so heartbreaking. Mm. the The end of age of resistance as it stands right now ends on you know yeah. not entirely not not entirely uplifting yeah. but it's yeah. but predominantly uh, uplifting yeah. but yeah. we know what comes and what the missing yeah. chapter mm. is. and it's, mm. it's yeah. and it's really sad to see her in that state you know yeah. um
3: yeah. yeah she's she's i guess a little more yoda than than gandalf in that sense because um i mean yeah. it's, it's kind of easy to make the yoda comparison uh because the whole like, hey, you you bounced when everyone needed you and you realized that what you did was actually maybe not the right choice and you abandoned your cause and uh, now you've been isolated and left to go a little wonky stewing in your guilt. <laughs> and, um, that's kind of where we meet Yoda in Empire and um, very similar vibes. So mm-hmm. appropriate that they both had Wendy Froud um, as a designer for the puppet because... They're, they have a very similar, mm. don't say essence, don't say essence, spirit <laughs> they have.
0: Yeah, and part and <laughs> for a performance by Frank Oz, to add to that.
3: Uh, yeah. yeah, and yeah. in
2: such close proximity to mm-hmm. Empire, mm-hmm. which came out in 1980, yeah. and this was 1982,
3: yeah. yeah. Yeah, and honestly, I kind of love, um, I don't know if you guys, I know Philip has, but John, I don't know if you've seen the behind-the-scenes feature where they show um, Frank Oz puppeteering Agra and he's doing her voice and obviously for the film we don't get Frank Oz's version of the voice we get that um we don't have Frank's voice as Agra but I kind of loved (laughs) watching that version because it's sort of like a it's a little bit Yoda but also like an angry Miss Piggy it's like an extra angry Mm. like really salty crazy Miss Piggy voice and I kind of adore that a little
1: bit yeah. so
3: I, I wish that we could get more um, I wish we could have an Oz cut of the film release the mm-hmm. Oz cut where it's all yep. um, Frank Oz's performance as Agra for the whole movie because I, I would love to see that
2: I think that would have also added to I remember when I was a kid um, I didn't I, I think when I was first watching the movie that I didn't mm-hmm. entirely know whether Agra was supposed to be male or female yeah
1: yeah and I think that that would have
2: and I think that would have added to it if it was Frank Oz's voice yeah yeah we we need that cut and we need the the cut with uh the the Skeksis original yeah
0: uh, yeah the Washington DC preview cut yeah
3: everyone (laughs) was like what what's going on (laughs) Speak yeah. English. <laughs> yeah, no, it, I I love that too though cuz I kind of like that idea of like, hey, audience figure it out. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I've,
2: I've, cuz I've watched like a a rough assembly cut version of the movie um mm-hmm. that was online where it takes like a lot of cut moments and yeah. uh and restores that original um, you know, the mm. dialogue and and all that and You know it really works but whether it would work for a wide audience is another Mm -hmm. question but i i loved it because it's it's very much like no just use context to figure out what's what's going on yeah
3: and kind of i mean i'm gonna get a little little spicy here but (laughs) i do feel like nowadays audiences kind of have lost the ability to shape Context out of visual cues, and like just kind of put things together with context clues, because things are written very much in a hand it all to you, show it all to yeah. you directly, um, or like I call the Shyamalan, where at the end he goes back and replays all the things for you, just in case you missed it. Here's all of it again. Mm. Like I saw mm. it the first time, M. Night. Thank you. I'm not an idiot, but <laughs> that's. Um, I feel like. I like the idea of a cut of this movie where it's even more confusing for audiences who are uh, forced to piece together based on a purely visual experience. Um, what's going on. So. Uh, well, oh, yay. Thank you. I just thought yeah, for a second, yeah. whoever that was, somebody oh, yeah. blue lemons. Hey, I like you. Yeah, I like your
2: style. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of for me. It's the uh, season one of game of Thrones syndrome mm. where it's mm. like, Let's make sure that we really lay on thick all the information that the audience <laughs> yeah. needs, with no yeah. subtlety whatsoever.
3: <laughs> did you um, catch it when this happened? Let's zoom
2: in on yeah, it one more yeah. time. <laughs> it's like there's, there's a couple moments in the season <laughs> one of, of that show where it's like, that's the queen's twin brother, and it's <laughs> almost like, did you get that? Let's yeah, say it just again. Just in
3: case, let's say it again. <laughs> yeah.
2: And yeah, yeah. it's. And I apparently tire. So, but apparently, that's the thing. Some people still had trouble following that stuff. So, yeah, it's like I've. Today's audiences, unfortunately, I guess, yeah. really need that because well, they're
3: not.
1: yeah
2: Yeah. and
3: again i sound like cranky old grandpa again being like in my day we knew how to read context clues but like the fact that our media does kind of shape and evolve the way that audiences Mm -hmm. consume media just in the in the same sense that now we have a streaming based entertainment system people are used to instant gratification being able to complete the story Mm -hmm. right now right now where we have the audience has been the modern audience has been shaped for binging similarly i think uh, it's, it's happened where the audience has been shaped for kind of having everything handed to them immediately. It kind of goes hand in hand with the same Mm. sort of binge mentality. We're used to getting our answers immediately hit the play next episode button or not even have to hit the play next episode button. It just automatically does. (laughs) So, Mm. um, now it's, it's shaped that same, like we as an audience are kind of losing the ability to, be patient and figure mm-hmm. it out. It's not that the audience... Yeah, Dark Crystal Conjunction, don't assume the audience is dumb. Yeah, it's not necessarily that the audience is dumb. It's just, it's a cultural... um, The way that we consume media now is just kind of shaping that. So, and I think that was beginning to take shape probably in the 80s when the audiences weren't responding to just having visual context clues of the is not speaking English. It just... It was already taking that turn. Um, and mm. that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just it's just kind of an observation of the way that our culture consumes media differently as the decades go by. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And,
0: and actually, like, I was really surprised, even with Age of Resistance, that, you know how some shows that they always start off with, like, previously on such and such show, um, yeah. we didn't get that in Age of Resistance. I was really surprised because because I remember, like, watching every episode. I'm like, so much goes on in each episode. There'll be time it's like, oh, maybe you would have liked to recap, but at the same time, it was probably for the better because cause sometimes with recaps, they actually, like, recap of a certain character that you haven't seen that's going to appear yeah. in the episode that sort of almost, like, yeah. semi-spoils about, oh, okay, well, we know this character is going to be in this episode. Um, yeah so yeah yeah so yeah
3: well giving a recap before an episode that's that's always going to be a smart choice because a Mm. most of the time now with streaming content we have the option to skip the recap if we just saw it exactly yeah it's up to you um but also yeah because sometimes some of us have to stop watching for um for the night and go live our lives Mm. and remember to eat and (laughs) say hi to our families and and then come back to finish (laughs) and watching the next episode the next day um, and we're like, mm. okay, where was I? <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> I, I do agree that that's a smart choice. Yeah. But there's a difference between having that option that's cleverly edited and you mm. know well, that, yeah. specifically that's for clever, that yeah. situation, combined to having it built in the compared to having it built into the writing, where it's like we're going to con- mm. constantly recap for you every other scene because we assume you're dumb and you don't remember it. There's mm. a line to walk there. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. There's there's definitely yeah. a a line.
2: One of my favorite things when I was watching *Age of Resistance*, which I didn't know at the time that this was because certain material had been covered in mm. the YA books. Yeah. But there are certain uh, sort of you could call them you could call them narrative gaps. I I, mm-hmm. I don't want to, but things that happen sort of off screen that we don't see because we're following a certain set of characters yeah. like when um, when we're following, you know, Rian and, and the carriage and, you mm-hmm. know, with Chamberlain and then uh, all of a sudden, uh, you know, we see, um, why is my mind drawn a blank? Naya?
3: Uh, Naya and
2: yeah, Gurjan? Yeah, and Gurjan mm-hmm. has been rescued. By by night, and the fact that we didn't explicitly see that on screen. Now, from what Mm -hmm. I understand, that's material covered in in the books. But for someone who didn't know that, I was really pleasantly surprised because it was like, you know. They're trusting the audience to catch up on that and not have to have every single beat explained to us.
3: It goes back to the walking down the hallway and choosing to open that door Mm -hmm. if you want. We walk down the hallway and we only get the information that's relevant to that specific plot line and that specific plot point should we decide to think... Oh, I'm actually interested in seeing that story of how Gurjan was rescued. I can open this door and go check out that room. And that's the J.M. Lee novels, which are literally all about Naya and everything she does that we don't see. Um, so, yeah, it's that same that same form of storytelling of you have the option to go off into the separate rooms, but it's not a requirement. It's not a prerequisite. It doesn't have to be built into the writing that we explain everything necessarily, because it's not always going to be relevant it's just supplemental. I love it. Yeah, I end every I, rant with, I love it, because I love it. <laughs> I'm Linda Belcher, I love it.
2: I wanna <laughs> welcome uh, Micah to the chat. He,
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, he had stuff going on hey. tonight, but I'm very happy to, to see him here. I'm just bummed, Micah, I was letting everybody know that you're not gonna be able to make it to the Green Knight discussion, uh, which, I you know, I'm not try- I'm not trying to make you feel guilty, Mike. I'm just gutted. That's all. You have
3: a life to live, mm. and that's just really upsetting, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have to work and make money? God. Exactly.
2: Ugh. But um, but yeah, so that was one of the things that really made me excited because you see so little of of that. Everything needs to be over explained in today's mm. media most of the time, and. Yeah. And and it's you know, and we look at Dark Crystal, the movie, um, like you could say the opening kind of really explains mm. stuff to the yeah. setting but but throughout the film it doesn't do that it's mm-hmm. you're you're left to interpret things kind of yeah. on, on your own yeah. and, and well you're seeing the that. story
3: through jen's eyes and jen yeah. is clueless mm. to the world around him so the audience is experiencing learning about these things as jen learns about them so it wouldn't make sense if we had all the context because jen is a big doofus like deliberately he's a lovable doofus that's why he's our protagonist Mm. but he has to be a little bit of a doofus because otherwise it'd be like why do we know all this already we we, we have to learn it and see it through his eyes and make those discoveries and then kira is the one who's like oh i got this i know what's going on i know what's up so um Mm. it's just it's a brilliant form of storytelling and sometimes simplicity is the most effective way to get the point across i feel like we've kind of lost a love for simplicity nowadays in our media and I, yeah. I miss simplicity because it can which be is, a beautiful thing
2: which is something I'm going to touch on when I do my stream about The Green Knight because that is a very simple uh, story as far as like the bones of, of the story what's yeah. going on like underneath the surface the is, subtext
3: it, is the, so something. not simple though <laughs> yeah exactly oh,
2: yeah I Oh, God, it's it. going to be so great. Um, yeah. But um, when I went uh, to uh, see
3: that movie, everyone else was like, What is going on? And I was like, Shut pay attention.
2: Oh, my. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Side, sidebar. Um, came to the end of the movie, like the last mm. 10 minutes. Uh, this old couple was behind me, and the, oh, the, no. the old guy mm. goes, um, I, I want a refund. And yeah. then and then it got to the very last shot of the movie, credits roll, and he says, okay, now I really want a
3: refund. Oh, and I
2: was like, oh, shut up.
3: <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> to tell the old guy, like, you're just a dang millennial. <laughs> Get off my lawn. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Um,
2: hmm. So we're uh, in our last 10 minutes here. I want yeah. to... I touch on just a couple of other things, um, as far as like, you know, talking more about scary creatures, the Gartham.
3: Clickety oh. clack, um, <laughs> clickety clack, yeah, clickety clack. Yeah. Oh
1: my yeah, god! Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's so much in this movie that just I'm sure terrified me as a kid, and but yeah. but it's so brilliant, like, mm-hmm. and the fact that the Gartham are essentially empty shells. Yeah. You know, is Mm. if you're looking for subtext like that's just
3: so brilliantly done. Yeah. And you don't need the context of what happens in Age of Resistance, how we see how the Gartham was created. They're already scary and we know nothing about them. They're already terrifying. Mm. But should you decide to open that door and watch Age of Resistance and get that subtext or or extra context I should say, it's it's very like it's awesome to have that extra information, but it's like what makes a scary bad guy is often what you don't know the mystery of it the fact that you when you see this movie for the first time all you know is that these guys are massive they appear Mm -hmm. to be completely soulless they all they know is what their job is they literally are unstoppable like terminators they're they're terminators essentially they have their directive Mm -hmm. and they're out to terminate and that is their whole life's purpose and then when they're done they're just like power down (laughs) and um also, if anybody out there is a fan of uh, Stephen King's Dark Tower series, there's a uh, these like monsters that are like evil crabs, and there's when they talk about them in the books, they talk about the di-di-chick, di-di-chick, the the clicky clacky sounds that they make and how foreboding it is when you hear the clicky clacks. I immediately was like, Gartham! <laughs> that's hundred percent that that evil crustacean clicky clack clicky clack clicky is foreboding clack clacks. that's so effective, so effective. Lobsters are terrifying and delicious. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> um there's there's this line that's in the film that i i made special note of when i was watching today it's so sad it's just when jen is feeling guilty about the fact that the gartham have come through and yeah. you know and taken the podlings and he thinks you know this he's is to fault. blame and then when kira says it's not your fault the gartham have always mm. come yeah. that is just such a sad line. Uh, it's like the, yeah. the fact that
3: that's a... This that is just that... another Tuesday for us, dude. Yeah. <laughs> They're here all yeah. the time. Like, <laughs> oh, is that supposed to be comforting, Kira? <laughs> like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, don't worry, Jen. It's just a genocide. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, so dark. Uh, yeah. It's not the happy crystal. It's not the fuzzy crystal. Uh, <laughs> that's the thing. There is just so much in this...
2: Movie that, like, for an 80s fantasy movie, and from Jim Henson, who you think, you know, uh, <laughs> there might be parents who are thinking, no, oh, it's the guy who did the Muppets. Um, this is a little gawk
3: inside. He's a little bit. Yeah,
2: this mm-hmm. is so dark and disturbing, a, a lot of this stuff. And, and that's what makes it so brilliant. I, I yeah. love that about it. But uh, yeah. But yeah.
3: But look at so many other fantasy movies of the genre, and they, we really weren't afraid to go there at the time. I mean, I'm I'm right. also currently sporting a Legend t-shirt mm. right now with Tim Curry. That's another one of my, like, top mm. five all-time favorite movies. And it's, like, dark as hell fantasy movie. And same thing with uh, the one that Phil and I mentioned, uh, Return mm. to Oz. God, that movie's terrifying. Mm. Yes, yeah. So dark, so freaky, oh. such oh, a yeah, yeah, yeah. that, that
2: That is one that I definitely remember from childhood. And, like... Just, I don't know if it even so much scared me, but it mm. disturbed the
1: heck out of yeah. me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah it it was, sticks it, with yeah. you.
0: Because, like, even I, I tried to watch it probably a couple of years ago on Blu ray, and I think I might only got for the first, like, maybe 10 or 15 minutes. And then, like, after I like, got that far, I'm just like, damn, this movie's really depressing.
3: Yeah. How did <laughs> I do this as a kid? <laughs> I, know,
0: I, know, yeah. I know. How did I went through this movie as a kid? Yeah. 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 yeah.
3: It's on yeah. Disney Plus now, yeah. actually, and yeah, it's yeah, amazing yeah, to I, I, me. I, I, I think about I'm all really, the little kids yeah. now who are, like, stumbling yeah, yeah. upon it, and maybe, like, their <laughs> yes. parents put it on. Oh, look, a Wizard of Oz movie! Let's put this <laughs> on, Billy! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so <It's> like, awesome. <laughs> it's like Disney, Disney
0: Imagine Plus. they had, like, a playlist for the Oz movies. You had Oz, yeah. And, yeah. Bray and Powell, but then return to Oz next yeah. to it. Yeah.
3: But, oh, yeah. cool! Yeah. It's a yeah. sequel! Yeah. <laughs> it's like,
0: Disney Plus,
2: we're not gonna put a, like adult r rated movies on here but we'll put on the return of the Oz. To the Oz, yes. It's yeah. like that's worse.
3: Yeah. Um. I'm not mad at it like <laughs> hey right. I I'll toot the gateway horror train all day long and mm. there's a reason why there are so many of us in our 30s and 40s mm. who are massive horror movie fans because we got traumatized by puppets and we loved it. I'm dying on mm. that hill. So Yeah. Is what it is, bro. <laughs> <All right. laughs>
2: Ever request from Boo Lemons to make sure we mentioned <gasps> the, the land spiders. Yes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is yeah. just ingenious. The fact that they came about because uh, you know the you know the uh, the stunt people in the production said, "Hey, mm. we can we can do this thing where yeah. we're on stilts." Check and,
3: and this out. Yes,
0: uh tell ya, yeah. And,
3: and Jim Henson was a tall, lanky fellow. He was a he was a giant beast of hmm. a man. And so I think it was probably uh, refreshing for him to be like looking up at people. <laughs> I imagine. Yeah. I, it's not something I can relate to. I'm five foot two on a good day um, when I've got chunky sneakers on. But um, Jim Henson, though, I imagine it was a nice, refreshing breath of fresh air to see people on stilts all around him. So I can't help but wonder if that was a little bit of his motivation. But there's something so awesome about it. Like, yeah. I love it.
0: I was just seeing behind the scenes because I think originally they were meant to be spiders. I think that they were going to, was it because the spiders or some like creatures, I think they were going to be on. And then they changed it to, you know, once the, they tested out performance on the silts that it sort of, yeah. Yeah. Just turned out a lot better. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So awesome. And when I go is, to yeah, like, yeah. um, I do, I see your, your comment, blue lemons, by the way, and like mm. find me on Instagram, find me on Facebook. Let's be friends. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> making friends on the chat so yeah. um when I go to like Halloween Horror Nights um or like any spooky haunt type thing the people on stilts are always like my favorite mm. of all the monsters mm. I just like <gasps> it's so cool it's so effective <laughs> and for the land striders like as a little kid I'm trying to think back to when I was four years old and I didn't have the context of knowing these were dudes on stilts They're the most, Mm -hmm. like, when you're a little kid seeing it for the first time, they're one of the creatures that are the most, like, how did they do that? Like, Mm -hmm. what is happening? What am I looking at right now? Like, there's no way that's a puppet. And it's terrifying, but also, like, you love them. and. I've heard so many stories from people who are like, oh, the Landstriders terrified me because of their funky little squid mustaches or whatever, and the fact mm-hmm. that they were huge, and I I always thought they were just, like, adorable, and, and the fact that mm-hmm. Kira, like, Kira called them, and they were, like, her buddies, and they, like, fought for her, mm-hmm. and I was, like, so sad, the ones that fell off the cliff was, like, genuinely yeah, heartbroken. Yeah. I think I'm of never like, gonna be okay with that.
2: I think of a lot of the creatures mm-hmm. in the Dark Crystal, yeah. they're kind of the... <laughs> Some of the least scary, Yeah so they're I, like, sweet
3: I yeah, guess yeah. you know from a stilt Perspective I guess when you consider like When something's so massive and so alien And I think ultimately it's that It's that it's the fact that of all The creatures they're one of the most Alien and most unfamiliar They don't look like anything we have Like they're kind of Supposed to be like Oh wait wait Blue Lemon says lanterns were a family of giraffe bunnies <laughs> And the family just gets obliterated. Yeah. They are kind of like giraffe bunnies because their bodies are sort of like their faces are sort of rabbit like and then they're super high up like giraffes. But they like you have to think about it to figure out what animals do they really look like? They're so otherworldly and strange. And to a lot of people, that's what truly is scary is I don't have anything real to connect and associate this with. That's where the terror comes from. Um, mm. I was not like that. I was like I want <laughs> <one."> <laughs> I wanted a giant bunny mm. giraffe friend. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: And uh then I mean, of the land striders then we'd get that great moment where uh, Jen and Kira, you know, hop on them and uh, and Kira's like um
3: Hold on Jen, they, they go mean, fast. Yeah, yeah. Well, no,
2: it, but uh she, how, why am I what's my mind going Blank, and I'm all of a sudden forgetting names. It fits you. And it's just, yeah. a, you, yeah.
3: no, you you stay here. <laughs> he does his, uh, his, you know. The it, iconic GIF. That's the iconic <laughs> GIF that we as page moderators see. <laughs> more than any yeah. other gif in the world. And some of us are grumpy about it. I'm not mad at it, come on. You don't call yourself a Dark mm-hmm. Crystal fan if you're annoyed by seeing a fizz gif, but it is, that's mm-hmm. the one, that's the moment where he's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and I love it because whose child has not done that? And when I say child, I mean human child, but also animal child, because th- who doesn't have a pet that's thrown a tantrum? Mm-hmm. When you're like, no, mm-hmm. you stay,
2: <laughs>
1: it's
3: very relatable. I've okay, also I, felt I, like that. I just love
2: later when he, when he falls down the chasm and manages to mm.
1: get, yeah. catch himself. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I also I'm like, imagine that was that? fun for the puppeteers. Like the moment when Kira says, "Oh, okay, get up here on the landstrider." Somebody like yeeted him. <laughs> like, the puppeteering of it was somebody mm. literally just, like, chucked mm. him. And it was probably the same thing when they chucked him down the cavern. Like, okay, it's time for this the scene where Fizzgig falls down. You... <laughs> like, yeah. I love it. I imagine that was so fun. And, mm. yeah, Agra, Agra getting her little stick out and rescuing the Fiz Gig was just another mm. iconic moment. Who doesn't want a Fiz gig on a stick after that?
2: <laughs> I just love the fact that she's just, you know sort of jabbing him with the stick it's like yeah come on
3: on. let's go hurry up like she's so begrudgingly like ah this damn kid about it but like she still does it though you're sold on agra by then Mm -hmm. if you weren't before you're like Mm -hmm. she goes to save the the dog so to speak so she's all right
2: (laughs) um yeah i feel like there's so so much more we could have Talk oh, yeah. about the movie because there's so much. But uh, before we wrap things up, just is there any is there anything else about the movie that you guys want to mention?
3: film go hmm. first because otherwise I'll. Um,
0: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's you know it's again it's just, yeah, such an incredible film for anyone that hasn't had a chance to check it out or the show, do check it out. Um, and yeah, I mean it's it's such a it is a weird film that it still holds up to this day. You know, even yeah. you know the Dark Crystal is like almost you know be forty years next year. So and it still holds up pretty well.
3: Yeah, and yeah. if what's holding <laughs> you back is the fact that you tried to watch it when you were six or seven and it weirded you out, well, guess mm. what? You're not six or seven anymore. You're a you're an adult now. So you should try it. Yeah. You should sit down and try to watch the movie and and take in just just go on a fairy tale ride for a minute and appreciate just the artistry of this is something unlike, it go, it goes against all of the formulas of what we're being fed in our media nowadays. And mm-hmm. that's not me just hating on the, you know, I'm not being an old grandpa, I swear, but it does really fly in the face of the formulas that we have nowadays of being oversaturated, overcomplicated, everything overexplained. It's just a nice fable um, that's dark, that gets you thinking, that makes you curious and makes you want to explore this completely other alien world that's completely unlike ours and yet the messages are very relevant to us so please give it another try as an adult and then go watch age yeah. resistance because oh my goodness <laughs> watch them and then listen to our podcast and geek out with us and be um yeah. part of our our family
0: mm. <laughs> definitely
2: yeah, he's. I don't think he's here anymore, or maybe he's he might be listening in the background, but uh, you know, my good friend, really, my brother Stephen I love him, uh, but um, he was not sold on the show, he uh, found it hard to get into the puppetry, um, and then I asked him to please give it another shot. He got, I believe, um, Almost all the way through it for like the last Two episodes and has not finished the Show I want you guys to (laughs) guilt Shame
3: Shame Shame (laughs) Obligatory shame Um, Yeah I mean listen we all have lives We got priorities I get it if I had Mm. A nickel for every person who's asked Me if I've watched sweet tooth Yet um, you know I'd I'd be a bajillionaire and I'd be flying To space Mm. right now but um, You know we have our lives but when you are in that moment of, hey, what do I feel like watching right now? Just just finish it. Just show, give a little extra Netflix. nugget of data to Netflix to let them know, oh, people do care about this. Maybe we were big giant idiots for canceling it.
2: Uh, uh, maybe. Watch I went through such a crisis after that happened about whether, like because initially it was like i'm gonna cancel netflix i never want to uh, see anything netflix again but yeah, then it's there's, like
3: there's no other way to rewatch the show then because exactly. they didn't release mm-hmm. it on blu-ray
2: which <sighs> like i it was so funny when you guys said you had an announcement and i, I was like do they have secret intel on the
3: blue sometimes release? we do but yeah no no <laughs> we yeah, would
0: yeah, not, yeah we would yeah. not be
3: withholding that no
0: no no we had to be upfront about yeah it's definitely not about a follow-up rage resistance or anything at the time when we announced about that um the adventure game so yeah yeah
3: Yeah. it would be impossible (laughs) to hold that information secret and and cruel Mm. we're not cruel Mm. people (laughs) (laughs) we we can tease here and there when it's stuff pertaining to us but we have souls we're not gonna be like Keep this secret hmm. oh god if if we found out that there was going to be a blu-ray release or even a dvd i would accept a dvd god i'll be a caveman and uh you know i i i would shout it from the rooftops i would sing it to everyone who would listen and people would be like shut up lady and i'd be like no that's what would happen you you could not get me to stop talking about it if we got that news new I mean, season two. I, likewise,
2: I would really complain a lot if they only released on DVD, and yet I would still buy it because it would be oh yeah real physical like evidence anything. that this show exists <laughs> and it wasn't just to the whims of Netflix. Yeah,
3: whether Yeah, friggin' used anything, the man. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, Dark yeah, Crystal cool. Conjunction wants to know if you guys are gonna stream some RPG sessions. Yes. Yes.
3: Possibly the yes, answer yeah, to yeah. that yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need time, yep. Give it give us a little time, but it is in the works. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think we really once we get into the, the adventure of a game, actually getting the book and being able to read it and you know, consume all that, you know, all the scenes and all the you know, the rules and all that kind of stuff, then yeah. Yeah. Get
3: into it. <laughs> and some, he also said, uh, Dark Crystal Conjecture said, I will like, give me a VHS of it. Like, I mean, yeah. Oh, I, sure. You don't think I'd buy that? I 100% would. Remember when they released Titanic and it was like, like four VHSs? <laughs> they do have an uh, Age of Resistance. It'd be like a box set of a series. Oh, man. I'd buy it. I mean, put it on my shelf.
2: Like, and I actually still have a couple of VHS tapes, but I had an. A lot of VHS tapes that I refused mm. to give up for many years
1: yeah. because
2: they were very important to me. But sooner yeah. or later, you run out of space. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it's true.
3: I did see a little bit of a tangent, but somebody made a uh, like an end table out of their old VHSs. Like they glued a stack of them together as the base, and then they like coated it in resin, and then they like made the tabletop, and they did like a collage of all the VHS covers, like for the and made a whole little table out of it. And I was like. Wow, that's cool. I should do that. I'm not going to, but I should. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a cool idea. Just something to think about or make like a little display wall out of it. I've seen that also. Pinterest is mm-hmm. a wild <laughs> place for ideas for <laughs> all our 90s kid hoarding. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: I feel you. <laughs> yeah. We could I mean, literally be here for three hours, yeah. you guys. We could.
0: yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: But I so, need to um, eat eventually, man. Uh, So I'm going to
2: go ahead and uh, wrap up
3: just uh, (laughs) once
2: more. I want to let everybody know that next week I'll be talking about Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest with Christina. Mm -hmm. uh, And then the Green Knight the following week with uh, Blue Lemons. And I'll have more to announce uh, soon.
3: Very
2: Um, exciting. Guys, where can can they find you? And anything else you want to mention?
0: uh yeah so i mean you can just find us at uh, dark um that's where we put all our uh all the news or you know episodes about it i mean obviously you can subscribe on any podcast platform that exists yeah. like apple music and then yeah. um you know, google Podcasts, spotify i think we're, we're everywhere i think i'm pretty certain yeah. now so but if you
3: your starting uh, point is the website it'll lead you to everywhere else like the facebook the instagram mm,
0: twitter yes
3: um you know all yeah, the yeah. all the downloadable places you can get it, um, but yeah we yeah. we've been posting a lot of stories on Instagram lately about mm. all the fan art from Inktober. Mm. Um, we do a lot of announcements on Facebook. We're very frequent on uh, the Crystal Shard. Um, facebook mm. group it's a, it's a dark crystal fan group on facebook if you are a grandpa like us and you're still on facebook mm-hmm. join the crystal shard because um, it's a really fun place where we you know share fan art and theories and discussions and news and updates about all things dark crystal yeah. um i am black star far dreamer on instagram i post art mm-hmm. and stuff and uh halloween related things i most of my content right now is halloween related so if you're into that cool mm-hmm. um <laughs> yeah anything else we, we about covered covered it yeah We oh, yeah, covers everything pre pre-order the yeah. river horse um
0: the dark yeah, crystal the, rpg um, game yeah yes you can yeah. you can pre-order yes. it
3: now it's out in december yes
0: <laughs> yeah 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 Later this year. so and then also we got that um the halloween event so i'll be coming yes. out on the 31st of october so mm-hmm. um definitely expect more details to come on you know what's to come for the event
3: yeah absolutely
2: yeah you you guys because originally i asked you guys if you wanted to do this mm-hmm. on the 30th and then you guys said you had something going on then i saw that i was like oh yeah that's definitely
1: yeah yeah yeah
3: it's a big yeah. deal the dark yeah. crystal and halloween combining is kind of like my entire identity <laughs> uniting
0: mm-hmm. yep right there. can't miss that so we
3: love you but uh, priorities <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> This has been um, so
0: awesome, no man. Thank yeah, you so yeah,
2: much. No, thank you so much. No, yeah. thank you, guys. Nice it, it's just this has been great. I've, uh, you know, when you guys said that you would do this, I was like, so great, because I've been itching to uh, talk to you guys and ask you questions. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, <laughs> yeah, thank you.
1: good.
2: And uh, yeah, and thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's my understanding that this might be available as a podcast episode, so... Yeah. Um, yeah y- you know I, obviously if you're already hearing this message then you've already watched or listened so yeah but <laughs> for anybody who hasn't tuned in they'll be able to catch it if you want to relive it
3: forever and ever and show everyone <laughs> that you love then
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly but, uh, but yeah thank you all for tuning in it's such a blast to be back um, yeah. and uh, yeah and just uh, thank you and uh, if you haven't watched either the dark crystal or age of resistance fix that go do it and i'm going to fix the fact that i haven't read jm lee's books yet and yes definitely yeah anyway
3: i'll be checking in i'll be checking in i am your real dad
0: (laughs) yeah absolutely
2: anyway uh have a wonderful night everybody and i'll see you next week
0: bye Bye. it's all right bye-bye If you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can do so at darkcrystalpodcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash darkcrystalpodcast. Follow us on Instagram at darkcrystalpodcast and on Twitter at darkcrystalpod. Thank you all so much and stay tuned for the next episode of Trial by Stone. This podcast is brought to you by ThamesCon, bringing conventions to Oxford and London, including The Great Conjunction, the first ever dark crystal convention in the world. For more information, visit their website at www.thegreatconjunction.com.